Welcome to Taylor Field. We bring you a matchup between the Western Illinois Leathernecks and the Missouri Tigers baseball team. I'm Matthew McFarland. You're listening to the Tigers baseball brought to you by B&B Bagel Co. We join you here at Taylor Field, 3039 down the left and right field lines, 390 to deep straightaway center. Brick walls wrapped around the entire diamond. SEC flags in left and right center are blowing briskly to left field. Not a cloud in the sky on this beautiful 60 to early March day. We join you in the third inning with Mizzou up by a start. Bottom of the second inning, excuse me, with Mizzou up by with a big lead, six to nothing after a crooked inning. Uh, joining me in the booth is Justin Palmer. Yeah, so far, uh, Missouri has done de- basically a deja vu of last time I'm out on Friday night. Right? They have already gotten in the former picture for uh, the, the Western Illinois hey, Leathernecks out of the game. Brian Raymond is in the game to relieve. For the Tigers, big inning here in the bottom of the second. Same story as last game. The almost exact same story with uh, the big highlight of the inning being a three RBI home run from Austin James. 2-1 count scoring Luke Mann and Brant Belk. Uh, Brant Belk started off with a single bunt. Luke Mann walked. James homered them home. Uh, Belk stole second in that exchange. Then Jackson singled into right field. Holt Jr. was hit by a pitch. Verling then singled into center field, scoring Holt Jr. Scoring Jackson. Holt Jr. going to second. McDaniel then singled into center. Uh, advancing the runners to second and third. Burleson walked in an RBI, and Belk singled into right field, uh, getting an RBI from Verling. And that is where we have you here with the new pitcher for the Leathernecks, being Brian Raymond, up against center fielder Jackson Lancaster, the left-handed hitter for Missouri. And that is a strike now, a 1-1 count, one out, bottom of the second. And Connor Ash chased off after just one and one-thirds innings of work, giving up six runs same story same old same old from the first game for the leathernecks a rough second inning maybe they're undoing here yeah and that was pretty much the story last night once the uh, second inning really happened it was just kind of a a slow uh, down like the tigers laid off the gas as the one and two count and the delivery is about to occur and here is that delivery it's going to be a called strike three, and there's Jackson Lancaster retired. Out number two here in the bottom of the second. The Tigers with the bases juice at first, second, and third, of course, as third baseman, true freshman Luke Mann steps in, number 16, batting a buck 48 on the season. He steps in here with the bases loaded. Already scoring a run earlier in this inning as the Tigers have batted around the lineup in this big crooked inning here in the bottom of the second. Yeah, um, normally you do not get the chance to bat at twice an inning, and the Tigers have definitely made good work of the Western Illinois Leathernecks tonight. Brian Raymond's first pitch is a strike right down the heart of the plate. Luke Mann taking all the way there. Yeah, and so far er, for Western Illinois, as that was a high that is fly a high, ball. That's got under it to Luke Mann. It's going to be an easy play before the right fielder. And the side is retired for Missouri. In the bottom of the second, however, a truly good inning, scoring six runs, highlighted by a three-run homer from the senior shortstop, Austin James. His second as many games, Drew Glassy with the put out there to retire Luke Mann. And the Tigers will go into the top of the third, up 6 nothing after two seamless pitching appearances from Connor Ash early in earlier in the game. He had two seamless games. What you two seamless innings, what'd you see out of him, Justin? 
Well, so far he's been and and delivering it really well. Um, so came into this game with a 4.0 ERA. So far two innings pitched, three Ks, innings, and only one hit. So it's been so far so good. And for Ash, we'll see what he can do oh here in the third. Definitely looked like he was more establishing his fastball earlier, kind of following the same recipe of success as starting pitcher Ian Bedell did last uh, game. Three hit, three strikeouts, one hit allowed, seven batters faced, 24 pitches, 17 of which being strikes. His ERA has gone from a 4.50 to a clean 4.00 here as he warms up. What are you looking to see out of the Western Illinois bats in this inning? Well, they just need to get going. I mean, they're at the bottom of the lineup, though. They'll get to um, raise back, at, you know, at the third batter. But at this inning, it should be pretty quick. Heck, you'll have Shorts as a um, in there. You also have, have Salvins, and so they'll be able to make pretty quick work of them. Right now, Salvins has only hasn't got a single hit all year. Schwartz is .88 batting average. That is true, freshman Max Slavins. Uh, batting there. He's leading off the inning, making his third start of the year in his 10th at-bat hitless in his 9 at-bats so far. Looking for his first career hit is the freshman second baseman as he steps in here. Lefty on righty matchup against Ash. Ash again with two seamless innings so far underneath his belt. Slavens climbs in here. Right now, all the pitcher versus hitter matchup. Slavin swings and misses. It's strike one on off speed, high and away. Yeah, that was a good pitch. It's the use. Got him with the fastball early. Ain't no chance of hitting that one. Ash kicks and delivers. That's a fastball painting the black outside. Slavin's watches it go by. Not much he could do with that one there. Perfect pitch from Connor Ash. And this is what Ash has been doing all day. Hey, getting him down into the 0-2 count. You can kind of mess around with your uh, next two pitches, but... So far, so good. Ash kicks and delivers. That's a foul straight back. Slavens puts good contact on it. Fouls it in the crowd. And one little fan has a lifelong souvenir there. Slavens climbs back in. Yeah, good and tip up there. Just keep yourself alive in the count. Here's Ash. Comes set. Kicks and fires. At a swing and a miss, and the fourth strikeout on the day for Mr. Connor Ash as Slavens struggles with the plate continue in his freshman season. He now drops to 0-10 and keeps his batting average blanked. Luke Schwartz coming in here. Yeah, Schwartz so far this season, and not been the best. I mean, he started all 10 games with only a .88 batting average and 34 plate appearances. Schwartz, the speedy defensive center fielder, the junior, out of Phoenix, Arizona. A long way away from home here in Columbia, Missouri. Righty on righty matchup with Ash as he climbs in. First pitch is a strike, 0-1. Here's Ash, kicks and delivers. Watches a little bit of an off-speed pitch go inside on him. That's going to be strike two. And right now, Missouri kind of playing a little bit deeper or at second and third. I mean, second and shortstop, uh, and playing pretty deep in the corners in the outfield. Well, if you remember, Luke Schwartz took one for a ride down the right field line yesterday for a double. Don't want his speed coming in to hurt him again. And that's a pitch way outside there. A little bit of a waste pitch from Ash trying to get Schwartz to swing at something bad. Schwartz's good eye lays off, and now take the count to one and two. 
I mean, it just seems like Ash hasn't been in control this whole entire time, and they, their batters are just reacting to it. There's Schwartz chops one right back to Ash. Ash handles it, flips it to Belk, and that's going to be the second out of the inning. Schwartz retired pretty easily there. Nothing he could do in that one. Seems like he got in on his hands there with the fastball. Yeah, he got under that one, and really, and just kind of just as a harmless grounder right there, and nothing he can do to really save himself from getting the app. Here's Kevin Raisbick. Shortstop today. Leadoff batter. Dedicated leadoff batter for the Leathernecks. The senior out of Beloit, Wisconsin. You watch his pitch one go by for a ball from Connor Ash. So far today, A not been in too bad end for him. Ground out is for I mean, well, oh, excuse me. And that much a report as that is a high, high fly to center. That is going to be caught. What a catch by Josh Holt Jr., the sophomore, running back towards the shelter insurance sign at the 366 marker in left field. Racebook got a hold of that one. He got a good hold of that one on a windier day with the wind blowing straight down to left field. It might have gone out, but a great catch by the speedy uh, left fielder there, Josh Holt Jr. What did you see from that swing from Raysbeck? Well, he definitely got pretty much all of it. It just the wind and kind of flew it. It, I mean, right now it's kind of blowing towards the left side of the field. I think it kind of caught uh, just enough to where it would have kept that ball in play. It was definitely a solidly hit ball from Rays because he goes to zero and five in the series with one strikeout. Struggles for the senior sh uh, shortstop. There has been struggles for the Western Illinois team all years. They remain winless, zero and ten coming into today's game. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen when you play Memphis, Butler, and Tennessee to begin your first three games of the series. But really, Missouri is not at – I don't think Missouri's at that level yet to be compared to a team like Butler or Memphis. But it definitely doesn't help that this team is still struggling throughout the season. Definitely. Coming in on a nine-game losing skid doesn't help you in any series, especially against a team like Missouri, which was hot coming into the series after beating 22nd-ranked Oklahoma and a Texas squad that was 10-1 and when they faced them in the College Classic last weekend. Definitely a good start to the season for the Tigers after a good recovery to the season after a rough start for the Tigers as they come into today's game 7-5 and after beating Western Illinois. And by a solid 7-3 score, Ian Bedell went six innings, gave up just two runs on a two-run homer to Drew Glassy. I mean, it's not the I mean, it's not the best game. I mean, like, it's not the best record to have, but it's certainly not the worst record you're gonna have coming out of the uh, Texas swing, we should say. Definitely a good platform for this Tiger squad as they go into a tough SEC schedule after the Western Illinois series. Here's Austin James, the senior shortstop climbing in. He, of course, had a three-run bomb in the bottom of the second. The highlight of that six-run inning for the Tigers. Takes ball one. Here's a delivery from Raymond. That's going to be ball two. A little bit low and inside there. And I'm kind of surprised by the formation of, of Western Illinois. They're not really playing too deep. If they're, they're kind of in the middle out here, so we'll see what happens. Raymond kicks and delivers that one in the dirt. 3-0. Hitters count for sure. Well, and he's definitely scared them a little bit. 
We have seen Austin James, despite struggling at the plate this year with a 146 batting average, he now leads the team in home runs with three after his homer in the bottom of the second. So he does have pop. We know the shortstop has that. He's been struggling to put the bat on the ball. There's a swing and a foul left rolling across the Mizzou logo there on he, the third base line. He wanted the home run ball right there. He really wanted the home run ball and swung like it was going to be one. 3-1 the count. Still hitters count here as James climbs back in and waits the pitch from the lefty Raymond, the junior. Raymond kicks and delivers. That one's fired. Not fired. That one's popped back. Foul out of play behind the backstop. Well, and, and really, he's just kind of getting under it too much on these pitches. And now it's 3-2. A good battle back here for, by a Raymond. Now, count full here, 3-2. James awaits the pitch. Raymond comes with it. It's going to be a walk. Good eye by James there, taking a pitch far away. And that's going to be a full count walk. Good at-bat there for James. Yeah, good bat at-bat there. Really just kind of took his time. I'm swung at the pitches he probably should have. And it results in him being on base with, right now, a Blake Jackson up. Jackson so far this season, and he got a single in the first. He's so far or on the year or doing solid, I would say, hey, for him. Jackson waits the first pitch. Lefty on lefty matchup. It's going to be ball one. And and just to clarify on Blake Jackson, and Blake Jackson, and uh, one, swinging one point point one six five seven. And as the uh, right fielder, not at the best, but he's only played two in two games so far this season. And he is a true freshman there, and that's a sharp liner, well fouled down the third baseline. Good contact by Jackson there, just could not do anything with it. Good pitch from Raymond, keeping it away from him. Yeah, pretty good pitch there, and that one is going to be a souvenir of the uh, Grizzly. I mean, not the Grizzly. <laughs> Excuse me, the Mizzou track. Raymond kicks and fires. It's going to be a strike, called strike, catching the outside of the plate there from Raymond. Raymond came into this game with a 11.57 ERA. Now he's got that down to a 10.12 in limited appearances. Of course, the Leathernecks have played two less games than the Tigers so far this year. I mean, and those two games, but those two games are easily been pretty tough as another foul, all sharp right to the dugout. Sharp foul over there. Another good contact from the true freshman, Blake Jackson. He's now down 1-2 in the count with a runner on first. That runner, of course, being James, took a walk to open up the bottom of the third for the Tigers. By Borgen playing in the background here as we will wait the delivery. Jackson waits the pitch. Raymond delivers. It's going to be a swing and a miss. Strikeout for the freshman, Blake Jackson. Raymond gets him on some high off-speed. Jackson looked like he wasn't expecting it. He thought he was going to drop in and, and get him on the drop third strike. Like, but not really a good pitch. I mean, not really a good pitch, but it results in an out. And that's all you can really ask for if you're the Leathernecks. Now Josh Holt Jr., the speedy sophomore, climbs in playing left field today. After making a fantastic catch to retire the side. Fouled straight down from Holt. I uh, fouled into his foot. He's going to take a second to walk it off there. 
as Austin James was stealing on the pitch. James Imps was really quick out of the gate, just didn't and get the right pitch to get the steal. That is James's first attempted steal this season. And I'm not going to be surprised if he tries it again here. Hall Jr. climbs back in after fouling one into his foot. Again, Hall Jr. retired the side. The last day, making a fantastic catch at the wall in left center. There's Raymond coming, stepping off the rubber, looking James back. James coming back out. Raymond comes set. And checks James again, looking a little bit worried over there. Hey, he saw the speed. That's been a theme of the Leathernecks all weekend. Of course, Johnny Beck in his one inning pitched and struggled last night. He was very worried about the runners. Raymond can't let that get into his head. I mean, the best word of advice is is focus on what you can do. And and as a double play in progress here, nope, they're gonna hold, get them at two, but not gonna get them at one. That's Alex Dorothy thrown over to Max Slavens to retire, or excuse me, Max Dorothy, Max Dorothy thrown over to Kevin uh, Raisbeck at second to get the lead runner there. That being Austin James, Josh Holt, speedy Josh Holt, able to get it the first quite safely. Now the junior from St. Louis, Mark Verlin, will climb in. Two for two on the day, 340 batting average on the season. RBI in the in the second inning here. In a uh, second base seven. That is his seventh RBI of the season. As he's going to take it inside for ball one. And But back to the point of, of runners stealing and... The best word of advice is is focus on the focus on on the batter, and if you can focus on the batter, then the pit. I mean, the guy at first is not get the run. It's gonna be strike one. Reeling lets it go by. Wouldn't be surprised to see Holt steal here with two outs. He's four for four on the year. Definitely their most prolific base stealer is a speedy sophomore. Especially with Verling, one of their better hitters, get him get a runner scoring position for him. Well, with a big lead there at first. Raymond's going to check him. Delivers. It's going to be a pitch well outside there. He's focusing too much on first base. He should be really focusing in on the plate. And we've seen it in the past two pitches. They've just been a little bit wild out here. That's going to be two and one. The count against the junior Verling. As he awaits the delivery from Raymond. Raymond delivers. Hold going. That's going to be fouled sharply left from Verling. Out in front of it, takes it down the left field line. Well foul. And that makes it all the way to left field, thanks to the sharp corner of the brick wall back there. Leading into the patio over there in the left field. Ample crowd of Taylor Field. Whirling away, it's the 2-2. And we got a little bit of a time on the field. Oh, but 6 nothing, two outs here in the bottom of the third. Tigers doing really well so far this game, and deja vu of Friday night. Really climbs in. Holt's going on the pitch. Easily safe, not even a contest there for catcher Trenton Bauer. The speedy sophomore takes his fifth stolen bag of the year in five tries. Verling takes a questionable ball. That looked a little bit too close to take on a 2-2 count. Count goes full either way, 3-2. Good discipline at the plate right there, recognizing that if it's going to be called ball. Holt with a big lead at second there. 
Berlin swing. It's going to be popped up to the right field. Looks like Slavens will be underneath of it quite, quite comfortably, and that's going to retire the side as the bottom of the third comes to a close of the Tigers not scoring there. However, they did have uh, one hit, got a couple runners in scoring position, and that being Holt Jr. What do you see there from the Tigers on the, with their bats? Well, it seems like we're having a bit of deja vu with, um, right now, uh, struggling at the beginning and then and uh, having to pull another starter for or the uh, Leathernecks to basically just kind of come into the game and roll from there. Or because, I mean, right, right now, oh, their pitcher, or, or at least the pitcher for the Western Illinois a Leathernecks, he started three games so far this season, so that's probably their pitcher from Sunday. And he's having to come into relief on Saturday. So now you're going to be down in the count for or not only this game, but you're also in trouble for tomorrow's game. And right back here at Taylor Stadium. Yeah, I would uh, think that the Leathernecks are trying to cut their losses here, but however they believe they can still contend. Even with the game last night, they brought in Chandler Folks, who came in and had a masterful performance, really. Came in with an ERA of over 30 and a couple bad performances. Left the game with an ERA of 12.75. He went, I believe, eight scoreless in that game. Uh, wonderful performance from him last night. Yeah, he really went in the distance that Beck could not, and we're kind of seeing it today, only this time. And we had the uh, pitcher for or the Western Illinois. A Sears went a little bit longer into the game. Went out longer, yes. <laughs> uh, here's Drew Galassi up against Connor Ash to start off the top of the fourth. Hence why I say little. <laughs> Galassi is 0-1 on the year. Or 0-1 on the game. He did have a two-run home run last game. Ash pitches. That's going to be a pitch one, ball one. One another count. High there. And, like, his home run didn't come in um, the 60-degree gorgeous weather. It came in the 40s last night. So, oh, he definitely had the power to get that done. And last night he can do it today. That was Glassy's second homer of the year. So he does have popped as the outfielder, senior outfielder from Peoria, Illinois. Pitch to ball two, two of the count. As Glassy waits the pitch from Ash. Ash kicks and fires. It's a strike catching the outside corner of the plate there. That was a really good pitch right into that high corner. There not much that you can do on that one and just watch it and take the strike. Good frame job by catcher Chad McDaniel there. Ash delivers again. That's going to be a high fly ball hooking foul right there. Glassy gave that one a ride but put that one well foul out there in the right field corner by the 339 sign. Yeah, just couldn't get it to stop hooking and towards the right side and just now down to 2-2. Two and two. Little pitcher's control. 2-2 two, two the count. Ash comes set. Ash steps off the rubber, actually. Calling time. Just for a second, not too bad. Didn't like what he saw. It's the third time this year. Glass is taking a ball for a ride as he waits the pitch from Ash. Ash fires. Glass is going to short... Ground that one sharply foul to the right. Well foul the first baseline. And he's going to go all the way down into the corner. 
Yeah, and and wasn't that where he he put it last night too? Uh, his homer last night was right center, right around that 366 sign, in between the KTGR and the uh, Coca-Cola sign out in right center field. So I'm a little bit surprised they're not putting a little bit of a shift on him, um, because that seems to be he his primary target so far this season. Well, we'll see. He he also took one for a ride uh, last night too to left center field, forced uh, Jackson Lancaster to make a great catch in center field. So we'll see. Glad he's shown pop all over the yard. Ash delivers. It's going to be just a little bit high for a ball. Three and two the count now as Glassy milks himself out in a quality at bat. I mean, Glassy so far, or this is a great pitcher versus batter matchup here. Ash in the righty versus lefty matchup. Count full. Quality at bat for Glassy. He kicks and fires. It's going to be just outside for a ball. Ash mad at himself for letting that batter get away. Yeah, he probably had him. Um, just catcher couldn't sell it. Now that puts a speedy Drew Galassi on first base. Galassi with two stolen bases and three attempts so far this year. I think more importantly, that brings up Bauer, who's been the best as hitter for Western Illinois a, so far this season with a batting average of .323. That's sporting a above 300 average. That's kind of a... Hot commodity on this Western Illinois lineup that has struggled so badly at the plate. Trenton Bauer does have one home run and four RBIs on the year. Good numbers for an offense that has struggled coming from their catcher today. Played left field last night, but slid in for catcher and replacing the freshman Jaden Gibson behind the plate. Connor Ash didn't like what he saw at first base, threw it back, and now we await the delivery. Ash comes set, takes a sign. Fix runner at first. He'll fire. That is a check swing foul. Check swing foul for an 0-1 count. Got in on the hands of Bauer. Bauer check swing and couldn't stop himself from going around and fouls it straight back behind him. Yeah, not really a good pitch to take, but got to get credit there. Ash takes a sign, checks his runner, and comes set. He'll fire home. It's going to be a ball high. About the same pitch as last time, only this time Bauer decided not to go around there. I mean, Lefty. right now Ash is kind of paying, going a little bit too high on the, his pitches. So that's got to be a little bit concerning if you're uh, um, the head coach of the Missouri Tigers. Ash checks his runner. Looks a little concerned over there for Galassi. That's going to be a sharp, well foul ball off the bat of Trenton Bauer. Got good wood on that one. Just could not keep it fair. That's going to take the count to one and two. Two foul balls being both strikes here in this at bat. Well, in the first one, he probably shouldn't have taken, but in the second one, yeah, good pitch. Just went straight to the left. Glassy with a moderate lead there, right in the cutout of the grass. Line up with the cutout of the grass, leaning back towards first base. Ash delivers. Glassy going. It's going to be a foul to the right. Keep in mind, this is only one out, so this is going to be a pretty long inning, I would say. Hey, if you're the Tigers, because you already have a man on on first. 
good at bats and the Leathernecks. All th- all three at bats have been pretty decent at bats. I mean, both at bats have been pretty decent at bats for the Leathernecks so far in this inning. So Bauer comes in with a one-two count. They have not been terrible, that's for sure. Colassi with a big lead there at first. Looks like he might be going again. He stays. That's going to be a pitch just outside. <laughs> just outside. Crowd thought it was a strike. Home plate umpire Scott Wilkerson tends to disagree with him. It's going to be a 2-2 count. Yeah, and really just not much that you can do as a pitcher. You just can't catch or can't sell it. Not even a bad frame job there by uh, Chad McDaniel. Ash comes set. Looking to get this punch out here. There's 2-2. It's going to be a ball in the dirt, and Glassy will have his third stolen base and four tries. No contest there for Chad McDaniel as he struggled with the exchange there and a ball down in the dirt. I mean, right now, you, if you're asked, you got to kind of calm down here and just remind yourself you're up up by six. You don't need to do anything, anything stupid. Just focus on the batter, er, and the man on second won't go anywhere. And the Tigers up by six. Now it's more about doing the little things right, something they weren't able to do last night. There's a chopper to Belk, the first baseman. He easily handles that and retires Bauer. However, the runner, Drew Galassi, moves to third on that chopper. Productive out there for Bauer, the senior. Yeah, not bad out, out there, but uh, moves, moves the runner to third. And I would not be surprised if we get a little bit of bunting going on here. Alex Dorothy, that'll bring the junior first baseman up, batting 243 on the season. Be a good time and to lay one down here. They're 243 on the year. Not too bad. And Went one for four last last night in the Leatherneck 7-3 loss. And that one's fouled back to ooh, the Missouri Trek and Field Stadium. I'm located behind us. It's a uh, mad dash of, of uh, kids here. Er, go for the ball. Delivery. That's going to be ball high. McDaniel just took a sharp glance at third and uh, hastily retreated in Galassi obeys. Ash comes set. 1-1 one, one the count to Alex Dorothy. It's going to be a ball high. As Ash continues to struggle with command in this inning. I mean, Ash is definitely throwing it high. And you want to keep it, it lower. Or it just seems like it's high arcing. And it takes his pitch count to 48 already here in the top of the fourth. Ash comes set. Delivers. It's going to be a sharp liner foul to first base. Buck looked on that, but it just weaves outside of the first base line. Going to take the count to two and two for the junior first baseman Alex Dorothy. And Galassi's not really getting much of a lead off. I'm kind of surprised that he's not playing further up, up and uh, not really contesting it as man. Luke Man, the true freshman. Defense playing back. Um, going to be a sharp liner to Belk. Looks like they'll let the runner score. Belk will exchange it out for a run. It's going to be two down as Dorothy gets an RBI there on a sacrifice hit to first baseman Brant Belk. That was a sharply hit. Hit ball. I'll get out for the Tigers. However, they're going to let one run score with Western Illinois. That's going to increase Alex Dorothy's lead for the team's RBIs with eight now. 
excuse me, it'll tie him with uh, Drew Glassy, who he scored for the team leading RBIs with eight. His Glassy had a two-run homer last night. There's another strike. Hey, for or the Tigers that one and delivered to Chase Van Der Ergens. The true freshman playing left field was a DH last night. Then against away to the 1-0 lefty on righty matchup. It's gonna be another strike. Just painting the black there is Connor Ash. As now the Leathernecks pulls in five runs, six to one with a productive out run in the top of the fourth. And right now it just seems like he's kind of settling into his own groove. If you're as the delivery. Bender against lines that to James, pass James into center field. And as Jackson Lancaster fields that one, throws it into his cutoff man, Bender against will get himself a single and try to restart this rally. The left fielder, freshman, will. And that was a pretty good hit. They've got just by the uh, shortstop for the Missouri Tigers. There's St. James. Just couldn't hold on to it. That has been James' weakness all year, has been his fielding. We'll see with his paltry 146 average if he can hold on to that starting shortstop role. Can the senior, gritty senior. Now Grant Hanat, who's 1-1 on the day, climbs in the box. Lefty on righty matchup. It's going to be a pitch low. McDaniel handles it easily and looks Vandergan's back to first base. It just seems like Ash is not handling the uh, guys on base very well. Oh, He's kind of getting distracted by... Hey, their presence. Anantha Sr. had his first hit of the year in his earlier at-bat against Connor Ash. He now has a even 100 average. And his 10th at-bat, he got his first hit of the year. If you're the Tigers, you're starting to wonder whether or not he can get his pitches down. 2-0 the count to the net. Ash comes set and fires. Gonna be a strike, sharp fastball right through the middle of the zone there for a strike. And that watches it go by. That was a good pitch, pitch to uh, throw at him. Ash takes a sign from catcher Chad McDaniel. And then right now at bat is Hanat. Pitch that's going to be a blooper to left field. Holt Jr. gets underneath of it and retires the side. That's going to be the side retired. Productive inning for the Leathernecks with one run. What did you see from the Leathernecks' bats so that you didn't see the first two innings, the um, first three innings? Confidence. They definitely looked a lot more confident at the plate. This is kind of the second time around for most of these batters. So they knew what he was capable of, and they were able to get him. And I mean, they were able to kind of expose Ash. So we'll see if the uh, rest of the crew can uh, get, get to him on the his second or third go-around here. And it did seem like Ash was struggling with his command a little bit in that inning. What do you think was the problem with his command? He was distracted by a basically a, the other guys on base. I mean, he gave up that first walk and kind of kicked himself forward and just couldn't get it out of his head. And then once uh, once they got on base, he just couldn't get it, it under control. As due up for the Tigers is junior catcher Chad McDaniel, who's in a position battle with a few of the other younger catchers on the roster. Thomas Broyles, the DH, and Brant Belk, the stud first baseman, uh, is two for two on the day, will come up for the Tigers. What are you looking to see out of Brian Raymond, who's get, gotten them through uh, two and a third scoreless? Yeah, I mean, in the two and the third scoreless so far, not too bad. 
And for him, and kind of, again, once again, deja vu from last night as they're trying to uh, still win this game, which they can still easily do um, the way Ash has been pitching in kind of towards the latter end of the uh, his tenure at the moment. This is a five-round game, but still a lot of baseball to be played in the bottom of the fourth as Chad McDaniel looks like he'll step in against the lefty Brian Raymond. Chad McDaniel, switch-hitting catcher. Junior. Big kid, 6'3", 215, with a lot of power in his bat. He's two for two today. He has one home run and seven RBIs so far this season. Yeah, so far 293, not too bad. He waits to 01, the 00. It's going to be 01. Fastball catches the outside part of the plate as Brian Raymond goes up early in this at bat. And uh, this is. And I don't believe this is going to be the end of the uh, catcher wars, I would say. A, I mean, right now, there are a lot of options out there for or the Tigers to use going forward. Definitely a lot of options. McDaniel seems to be the best hitting one, although Trey McDaniels had a good game last night in his bid for the starting catcher role. It's going to be a sharp single into center field for the catcher, Chad McDaniel. Sharply hit ball there, just sliding by Max Slavin, second baseman there. Slavin really didn't have much of a chance on that one. He made a valiant effort for it, just got through, and that's a solid single. That was a rocket right through the guts of the midfield, and Chad McDaniel raises his average above 300 on the season and goes to 3-3 three and three on the day as Thomas Broyle steps into the box. Yeah, really good day for him um, as McDaniels is up. Yeah, G4 in the first and a uh, beam ball in the second. Boyles climbs in, lefty-on-lefty lefty matchup. It's going to be strike one on the DH, the junior. Batting 222 this season, 0 for 1 today. And he's just kind of keeping into himself at the moment. And as the uh, runner on first shifts out. McDaniel is a bigger guy. He's not uh, necessarily a threat to steal his catchers go. No attempts and no steals on the season for him. Yeah, and and keep in mind there are a couple of uh, prospects coming up for or the uh, Tigers in terms of catching, and one of them um, is going to be uh, coming from Grace Lake, Illinois, hey, next season. Raymond Chuck's throwing her at first to be McDaniel. One and one the count to Thomas Broyles, who himself has three RBIs this season. A swing. It's going to be a chopper to second. Looks like double play bait. That's going to be 6-4-3 on the double play. Textbook double play there from the Leathernecks. Their second of the series as it looks like Raysback to Slavin to the first baseman. Dorothy there on the double play. Catching Broyles McDaniel. Not the most fleet of foot runners for the Tigers out there in the field. Good double play there. Good piece of pitching from Raymond to turn his hands over. That being Broyles. Yeah, that was a great play for him. Um, as uh, right now up to bat, number 21. That's going to be a ball. Brant Belk, number 21, the junior, first baseman, batting 477 on the year. He's got two homers and seven RB, two homers and eight RBIs, excuse me. He steps in. Yep, and you see, he really, he just kind of now the uh, pitcher four 
for Western Illinois. Kind of calm at the moment, although he did let that one get out of his way. But Raymond just put him put him up and put him down at the same time. It's a two of the count. Belk had an RBI earlier this game for his ninth of the year. It's going to be a strike, although dropped by Bauer. Squeeze it a little bit too early there. Yeah, just a little bit too early on that one. And not really a foul on that. It's the first strike, so you can kind of get away with that. Belt climbs in again. Making a relaxed batting stance, wiggling his hands slightly. It's going to be a ball in the dirt for the third ball. 3-1 count. Definite hitters count here to Belk, the Tigers' best hitter. So again, two home runs, nine RBIs on the season for Belk. He's two for two on the day. And four, and a .477 batting average. Definitely the Tigers' best player here. And kind of in command of this series. Pitch from Raymond. Oh, it's chopped foul from Belk. Look, he had his pitch just rolled over his hands on it. It's going to go well foul towards the Western Illinois lineup uh, dugout on the right baseline, first baseline. And we'll see what he gets able to do here. And kind of in a sticky situation with two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. Belk, count full. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. Swung and fouled straight back from Belk. Straight back to the track. Good at bat here from Belk, fighting his way through, looking for his pitch to hit. Yeah, and not really much Much Raymond has been able to kind of phase him with. You're on this side. He's just been fouling him off. Raymond comes set, kicks and throws. It's going to be a call. Strike three. Belk watched the off-speed pitch go by. He goes to two and three on the day. And Raymond glides through another inning. Scoreless for the Leathernecks as that concludes the fourth inning. What do you see from Raymond there as he now has two and a thirds with one one hit given up and no earned runs? He's looked pretty good so far. Raymond is two and what? And, uh, two and two thirds, excuse me. Raymond is doing and really well for himself tonight. Hey, he's been in, in control. He's been putting them up and putting them down. And really, the Tigers have been, had no response to him. That just puts more pressure on Nash to keep this lead as big as possible before you can hit the relievers. And for Raymond, he's been pelting the strike zone with 25 of his 39 pitches being strikes. Kind of been the key for him to keep the ball in the strike zone, not to give a lot of free passes. We did see in that big six-run inning from the Tigers, they walked home a run, not once but twice. Yeah, it, I mean, and you throw strikes, that's a big bonus as to your name. And But he's also been painting the corners and making sure that the Tigers are kind of looking when they're going out. And due up for the Leathernecks against Connor Ash and his fifth inning of work, supposed fifth inning of work, uh, Toby Allred, the junior third baseman, Max Slavens, the freshman second baseman, and Luke Schwartz, the junior center fielder. What are you looking for those three batters do up? Yeah, I'm not looking for or too much. I just expect them to kind of take what Ash is giving them. Um, Ash needs a pretty good inning here. He's already at 60, so if he could get it under at 75, I think you would be he'd be good for or the uh, sixth inning, and maybe even the seventh. And he could do that against Allred, Slavens, and Schwartz, all batting under 100 respectively. Allred with a .77 batting average, Slavens with a blank batting average, 0-0-0, and Schwartz with an 86 batting average as Allred, the junior third baseman, batting righty against Ash the righty, climbs in. Here's the OO. 
can be high for a ball. Theme for Ash so far today has been his high pitching. Hasn't hurt him yet. We'll see if it does comes back to bite him. Yeah, and that's a pitch you can't do with these types of batters. You know oh, the situation here with these batters. It's not like they're going to hit much off you. It's a pitch inside from Ash. 2-0 the count. Ash needs to just calm down here, get his head back in the game, and, and really just and start pebbling him with if strikes. No activity in the bullpen yet, as far as I can see. Ash fires inside again for the 3-0 count. Coming in on the hands there of Allred. 3-0 to the junior third baseman. Yeah, and he's really just let him um, have his way. Hey, here. Allred, this... the junior out of Phoenix, Arizona. There's the 3-0. It's going to be called strike. Getting the over pitch from Connor Ash. And really, you can... If you're Alred, you can kind of just sit back and watch the second pitch if you don't like it. It's fouled straight back from Alred into the parking lot. And really, uh, not too terrible pitch here, but you're now in a 3-2 count. Counts full from Allred to Ash. Ash delivers to McDaniel. It's going to be a ball Ooh. four. Looks a little bit too close to take there. Two strikes to me, but... Uh, home plate umpire Scott Wilkerson lets him go to first base with a walk. Good at bat there from Toby Allred. Yeah, um, I wouldn't call it a good at bat for Toby. It was more of a terrible oh, pitching effort by Ash. When 3-0 battled back his way to a full count and let the pit, let the batter go to first. Here's Max Slavin again. Slavin's again looking for his first career collegiate hit as he climbs in against Ash. Trying to bunt the first pitch. And it's Goes high again. High for a ball. It's one of the count. Just Ash just not doing well so with these pitches. As I if I'm the bullpen, I start considering getting someone at least warmed up up to maybe take the at least get them prepared for the seventh inning if not earlier. Runner on first will be alright, has no steals. He goes. It's gonna be swing and foul straight back from Max Slavens. Yeah, Slavin's did a good job on that one. Good jump from Allred there. Although it looked like McDaniel had a good jump as well to throw down to second. McDaniel the junior, definitely the best defensive catcher of the trio that is battling for time right now. Trey Morris looks like the best hitting of the three. And you gotta decide if you're or the Tigers, what do you want to do going forward with them? Ash delivers. It's gonna be a strike catching the outside portion of the plate. Good frame job by Chad McDaniel. And what I mean by that is, do you want the hitting or do you want do you want the hitting? Do you want on your or um, defensive position or do you want a combination of both? And all three of the catchers so far this season have shown their strengths and weaknesses as accordingly. Chad McDaniel now with a batting average above three hundred, maybe he just is taking his own starting spot. The junior, best defensive, and now has the second highest batting average of the three in the most plate appearances. Ash delivers. It's going to be a swing and a miss from Slavin as his plates, struggles of the plate continue. He drops to 0-11 on, on the year. It's going to be a swinging strikeout Well, and you also Ash. consider the uh, DH aspect of it. And where do you put the DH? And, I mean, obviously it looks like two of the catches are going to be a batting, but who do you want in your field and who do you want in that DH spot? Well, it's a bunt. A bunt down the third baseline. Man takes it, fires. 
almost an incredible play by the freshman mm-hmm. Luke Mann. Belk stretching as far as he could. And the speedy center fielder Luke Schwartz with a almost perfect bunt down the third baseline just beats it out. Tell you what, Luke Mann had put a good effort on that, though. The true freshman showed off his prowess with the arm. Yeah, he did really well with that. Not No chance of getting it to two. Had a chance at one, but just was all too, too close for it to uh, be enough. Bang, bang, play there at first. The speedy center fielder Luke Schwartz gets himself on board with a bunt single. Now bringing up Kevin Raisbeck, the senior shortstop. It's be strike one from Ash catching the outside part of the plate. Oh, won the count on Raisbeck, who is 0-5 in the series so far. Hey, if you're Ash, now you're in trouble because you're now dealing at the top of the lineup with only one out. So you got to hope you get a quick double play here to get out of this inning. Ash looks to weave his way out of trouble, first and second. Raisbeck watches strike two go by. And just keep throwing the strikes. Eggs, they're not going anywhere without you. Raisbeck climbs back in. Lefty on righty matchup. A lot of lefties in the lineup for the Leathernecks so uh, today. Seven of the nine starters. And the first six, the top of the order, all lefties for the Leathernecks. Ash fires. It's fouled, well fouled, down the third baseline from Kevin Raisbeck. And that's all you can really do in a situation like that. Almost straight down the middle. Uh, you just have to swing at it and hope for the best. That takes count to 0-2. Razor looking to battle his way back here. Ash checks his runners, kicks and delivers. It's inside, almost catching a piece of the senior shortstop Razorback. It's going to be 1-2. and two. Yep, and right now just kind of... Take it this time. Don't worry. You got three more pitches to get him out. Ash delivers. It's going to be a swing and a miss. Gets Raisbeck out in front. That's the sixth strikeout of the day for Connor Ash as Raisbeck swings and misses. And that's 2-1 down here in the, in the top of the fifth. Two down here in the top of the fifth, excuse me, for the Leathernecks. As Ash looks to get his way out of a jam here going up against Drew Galassi, who we've seen. This series has been dangerous for the Leathernecks. He's 0-1 on the day with a hit by pit or a walk in his last at bat. And right again, just gotta keep in mind and what are you doing if you're the Tigers defense? Ash fires down, it's high for a ball. Galassi with the lefty on righty matchup. I'm sure he'd love to replicate what he did last night and take one or deep right center for a home run, which changed the complexion of this game completely. Get the Leathernecks right back into the game with one swing. Tigers right now playing a little bit deeper here. One another count. Pitch by Ash. It's going to be inside for a ball. Tigers just kind of uh, almost scared of him, but you don't want to load the bases up up with two outs because even though oh you only need one to get him in, down in the series, he's in retire the side. You don't want to be in that position. Ash checks the runner at second. Looks him back. Schwartz second there. Schwartz has one stolen base in one attempt so far this year. Ash delivers. It's fouled. 
straight back from Drew Galassi. It's going to take the count to two and one. First, first strike of the at-bat for Connor Ash. So far, are a pretty good battle here between pitcher and batter. But you can tell, oh, right now, Drew is looking for a little bit of revenge. Ash fires. In the dirt. Blocked well by catcher Chad McDaniel. Now it's a 3-1 count, and if you're Galassi, you're looking to smoke this one. And now to uh, left center. 3-1, true hitters count here. Ash fires. That's hit sharply Ooh. right at Belk. Belk with a beautiful grab. Can't tell if he caught that on the dirt or trapped it, but he gets the first either way, and that's going to retire the side. He caught that. Great catch by Brant Belk, the junior first baseman, showing he's got something with the bat and the glove there. Yeah, that was a really good play hey, there for the Tigers. So retire the side, get Ash out of a jam. Good pitching there by Ash to fight his way out of a one, first and second with one out jam there. He keeps the Tigers well in control of this game as he has now gone through five innings with three hits, one run, one earned, two walks, and six strikeouts. A good outing so far for Ash as he's thrown 52 strikes and 81 pitches. What have you seen from Ash so far? What have you liked and what have you not liked? I don't, I'm starting not to like how high that pitch count is getting, that's for sure. 82 pitches and he's still throwing that high. Hey, you can kind of tell that he's going to need some help here soon and he'll have to face the uh, meat of the Western Illinois lineup coming up shortly. Can turn it over to the excellent Tigers bullpen though. I'm sure they're not too worried about that with a bevy of good relief pitchers and Tom Scordo, Trey Dillard, Andrew Vale, Spencer Miles, and Ben Peterson. I'm sure they uh, are quite confident in their But, in but their what bullpen. you don't want to have though is a a situation where you're having to go to your relievers in the sixth inning. That's the biggest issue that the Tigers would have. And if you do have to go to your relievers in the sixth inning, that means big trouble as this game is, even though the Tigers are up by five, not over by any stretch of the imagination. Lucas Weinberg should probably be the heir apparent to Ash. They want to get him out next inning. He has... In just five appearances, he has 11 innings pitch. He seems to be the longer reliever for the Tigers. As in the top, middle, bottom of the fifth, excuse me, Jackson Lancaster steps in the center fielder. He'll face Ryan Raymond again as Raymond continues through his excellent outing so far. Yeah, Raymond so far just been in destroying these guys as a bunt attempt by I, the Tigers. Lancaster, the junior, batting 185. Maybe a bunt's not a bad idea for the speedy center fielder. Yeah, tried to get them um, caught caught off guard. I don't think he's going to go back to that here, but... On one the count now, but went foul. Lancaster watches one in the dirt, well in the dirt. Good block by Bauer there. Really didn't need it. That seems like a message pitch almost. Those two who... Um... Right now, the Tigers and Lancaster in particular, they don't try the bun on me. Lancaster waits the pitch. Swings, chops one to first baseman Dorothy. Dorothy going to beat him easily. Is he, though? That's going to be out. 
Lancaster that. made that interesting as he got into a race with Brian Raymond to first base. Dorothy able to flip the Raymond just in front of uh, Lancaster for the out at first. Did he not feel like he can get to first place in time to get that out? It did feel like it. I assumed it was going to be a routine play. Lancaster made it interesting with great speed and good hustle as true freshman Luke Mann steps in playing third base today. Number 16 for the Tigers. Lefty-on-lefty matchup with Brian Raymond batting 143. Although the highlight of Luke Mann's Season has for sure been against the Oklahoma Sooners, bottom of the eighth. He's RBI single to tie up the game 7-7 seven to seven with the Sooners, setting up a Brandt Belk walk-off RBI single later on in that game in the 10th inning. 0-2 the count after Mann fouls one back after watching one go by for a strike. Now, once again, Raymond is just toying with these guys at this point. He's only allowed up one hit. In here and uh, just been destroying everybody and getting his ERA down to now seven. Entered the game with a above a 12 ERA, got down to seven out of bad day's work. Here's the pitch, it's going to be high for a ball. They didn't buy that one, that's for sure. But you could get away with that type of pitch if you're up, up 0-2 in the count. As we're starting to see a little bit of activity from the uh, Tiger dugout. And the bullpen is working. Raymond kicks and fires to man. It's going to go well over man's head. A little bit of a wild pitch there from Raymond. Lucky no one was on base. It's going to take a count of two and two. But yeah, we are starting to see a little bit of activity from the bullpen here. So Ash may be coming out here in the short while. Raymond. Sets, kicks, and throws to man. It's going to be a ball three. Man, watches one go by. Good eye there. Three and two the count. Not too bad. Not too bad for the series. Nice job by a man to get back into it. True freshman battling back from down 0-2. Here's delivery by Raymond. It's going to be high for a ball. Luke Mann with an... Incredible at bat. The freshman milks out a walk. I have an 0-2 count. And that was a great series. It's for the Tigers. As uh, Austin James will try to get them home. James so far with a three-run RBI and a walk in the third inning. Three-run homer there in the third inning. Or in the bottom of the second inning. Excuse me as James climbs in against Raymond. Runner on first, that's man. Swing sharp to the third baseman. It's going to go to Slavin. Slavin's throwing air and allows James to keep it at first. That's going to be a fielder's choice as third baseman number five. Toby Allred gets it to Slavin's and then throwing air E4 as he tries to turn to Dorothy. And that allows James to be safe. Two outs now with Blake Jackson stepping in. Too much, too high for really the uh, Western Illinois a defense to get a hold of it. Blake Jackson, the second freshman in the lineup for the Tigers today. And for the Tigers, only one senior starting. That's Austin James running around first, the shortstop. Jackson lets that one go by for a strike. Owen won the count. Tigers just need to get and ask a little bit more time to rest and recover here. Or you don't want to go into a situation where you're only up by five, hang into a meet of the lineup. There's a chopper to the first base. It's going to stay fair. 
First baseman Dorothy looks to tag out Jackson as they have a little two-man shuffle there, a little bit of a salsa dance, and Blake Jackson, the freshman, goes down. Tag from Dorothy. And once again, Raymond with another great inning. And Kid's been pretty good today. Almost a mirror of Chandler Folks, except he's thrown more strikes than his counterpart Folks has. 30 strikes on 49 pitches. Not a lot of strikeouts with just three and three and a third innings, but he's definitely been had a quality outing here, holding the Tigers scoreless and keeping Western Illinois, even with any sniff of this game, if they have a beginning here, they're right back in this game as they go into the sixth inning here at well, Taylor Stadium. Well, you got Bauer, you got Dorothy, and you got and Van, and you got Van, so... Basically, you got a 312, a 237, and a 364 are coming up. You do have a 345 hard to the lineup coming in. Against a pitcher with over 80 pitches, and this is the third time around um, for or the Leathernecks. So you're going to be. Actually, no. Wait, is it? This is the third time around for the Leathernecks. Ash is still in the game. I thought I saw a number four on, it, on the pitcher. That would have been Timey Springer. With an ERA of 9.0. No, I kind of jumped up in my seat a little bit. It seemed to see who that was. But, yeah, Ash is now going up up the third time around. Although we are seeing a lot more activity in the bullpen. And for the Tigers. Do up again Trenton Bauer. Left-handed hitting catcher. A senior. Boasting a 312 batting average. Best player on the Leathernecks team, no doubt. He steps into the box against Connor Ash. 82 pitches. Ash now with a 3.86 ERA on the year. Pitch. And that's swung back in, into the uh, and into the netting. Fouled straight back, 0-1 from Bauer. Ash fires. It's going to be a bouncing ball. Bounced well in front of home plate there. Blocked by McDaniel. No one on. No damage done. 1-1 one one the count. So Tigers is really starting to kind of get into a groove here. Or with their, or you know, batting, and, I mean, not really in the batting, but more of the defense. It's a swing and a miss. Good off-speed pitch there from Ash. Gets Bauer way out in front. It's going to be one and two to count. And really, Ash seems to be having his best as kind of series at the moment, and really just kind of getting him the bite. Ash fires. It's going to be ball two, just a little bit high and outside. Two and two the count to Bauer. As there is some activity in the Mizzou bullpen, warming up, maybe thinking of replacing Ash, the junior. We keep following that. We just, nobody, not sure how it's going to happen. As a strike three called on the left side of the plate. Strikeout looking there for Bauer as Ash fires one right outside, painting the black there. That was a really good and, and series for Ash right there. It's another strikeout for Ash. His seventh on the day. Now you gotta get now you have to get the next two guys out. Uh, I mean 
And I'm pretty sure this is going to be his final inning, no matter what. You just want to get him through. Ash fires. It's going to be a call. It's strike one to first baseman, junior Alex Dorothy. He's 0-2 on the day with a 237 average on the year. So far, Ash has been doing well. 86 pitches as another strike on the swing. Big swing, big mix, miss from Dorothy on an off-speed. 0-2 the count now. Ash dealing so far this inning. And right now, Ash kind of seeing a solid 7 of Ks for or 18 batters face. I mean, not 18 batters face, but 18 Ash outs. throws. It's going to be a blooper. To right field, easily caught there by Blake Jackson, the freshman out in right field, and that's going to be two down. Three pitches, one out. Can't ask for much better than that. Yeah, not much. You can ask more out of that. And really, it's he's only down to 89 pitches. He might actually stay in for the seventh inning. And especially with kind of the weaker part of the Western Illinois lineup coming up. Here's freshman Chase Vandergunst climbing in. Lefty on ready match. Swing and a miss on the first pitch. I don't know if it's Ash's fastball. It's been losing velocity or if it's his changeups, but he has been getting the hitters out in front this inning. A couple of big swings and misses from the lefties of this Illinois, Western Illinois lineup. Ash fires. It's going to be ball one just a little bit outside. One and one the count. Yeah, not a bad, bad pitch right there. Just a little bit outside. Ash kicks and fires. It's going to be uh, just a bit outside. Two and one the count. Ash has to make sure he gets this batter out out here. Make sure you're going into the next inning and under 95 if you want to continue. against takes strike two. Two and two the count. Now up to 89 pitches. Good pitch there from Ash. Number 24, Chase Vandergunst. It's going to be fouled oh. straight back by Vandergunst, the freshman out of Alleman Catholic in Rock Island, Illinois. Needs to make sure or he's staying in, in control of this series here. Here's 2-2. Just a little bit low. Scott Wilkerson calls that for a ball. 3-2 count on Chase Vandergunst. And the last thing you want to do is have this guy on base here with two outs. Ash does not want to let this get away from him. Ash fires home. It's going to be in the dirt. Ball four. It's, we've seen that a few times now from Connor Ash letting batters get away from him after he gets ahead of them. Yeah, third walk on the day. Has it come back to hurt him yet? We'll see how that how that progresses with this inning as now Grant Hanat has come on. Well, it did hurt him, um, and that's the Western Illinois' only run and so far on the day. But Connor Ash, three batters walked in, three hits. As a runner's going to second off the a bad pitch, and it gets to the outfield. Good play there by second baseman. Mark Verling to get behind shortstop Austin James as he couldn't handle the throw from Chad McDaniel. A little bit, little bit low there. Good awareness by Chase Vandergunst, the freshman. That's his first stolen base this year on his third try. 
And that was a good pitch to do it. And going to have a little bit of a mound visit here after the first pitch. Maybe looking at a pitching change here for the Tigers. I think this is kind of a, uh, you're going to be done after this inning. As we do have activity coming out of the bullpen. We do have a pitching change here for the Tigers. Right after the first pitch being called. So For Connor Ash on the day, five and two-thirds inning, one hit, one run, one earned run, three strikeouts, seven uh Seven strikeouts, three walks, excuse me, and one wild pitch and 23 batters faced. How do you think he did overall in the day? The numbers are kind of deceiving on this one. And yeah, he had a good statistical game, only allowing three hits. It's an um, only the one earned run. But not really a great day, I would say, but certainly it could have been a lot worse as it and has definitely gotten the Tigers in a position where they're up by five and he will either get the W or... No decision. Yeah. Good performance from Connor Ash. Coming into the game, it appears, Ben Peterson. And Andrew Vale. Uh, excuse me, Andrew Vale. 27 versus 17, cannot see the one. Andrew Vale, 225 ERA, one win, zero losses, and two appearances, no game started, four innings pitched, Give one earned run, has one strikeout and three walks in those four innings pitched. Just a part of the bevy of good relievers that the Tigers have on their team. I mean, take, pick your poison, and the Tigers have a bunch of good relievers on this roster. Vale, the left-handed ju- sophomore, excuse me, out of Woodstown in Maryland. 6'1", 165 is Andrew Vale. He's definitely going to be one that gets you through two innings, and that's, or at least the inning and the third, or before you have to go call it to your closers. He might even be able to get two and a half, two and a third. I'm sure up five runs, Mizzou's hoping to get some insurance runs, and so they don't have to use any of their big names here and late in the game. Up by five. Maybe. Well, not if uh, Doherty's still pitching, and the man's been an absolute. Um, who dominant on the mound so far today. Mizzou bats have fallen stagnant to the hand of Brian Raymond, pitcher for the Leathernecks, relief pitcher, came in of relief of the starter, Brian Sears. He's only given up one hit and three and two-thirds. First pitch. Way outside. From Vale, way outside there. He goes up against Grant Hanat. The senior DH. Batting lefty, one or two for the day. Sporting a .91 average for the entire season. There's a strike there. Two and one the count now. Got to deliver the strike, catching the outside part of the plate. So far, are not too bad. Two in the one count here. Still kind of in the batter's control. Vale kicks and fires. They strike, popping the mid of Chad McDaniel with a lively fastball there. Two and two the count. Runner at second starting to move out just a little bit more here with two outs. And you want to make sure you go to the seventh inning with the weakest part of the Lair next lineup of coming up in the next three batters. 
Vale stares down. Kicks and fires. It's in the dirt. Count goes full here. Two outs in the top of the sixth. Andrew Vale come, came in from relief of Connor Ash. Runner on second. That being Chase Vandergens, the freshman DH. Freshman left fielder, excuse me. Facing Grant Nat, the junior DH. With an RBI opportunity for the junior. They're looking out of here. Full count. Kicks and fires. Outside. That is going to be a walk. Out of a full count. Good at bat there from Grant Hanat. Gets himself on base first and second. Two outs for the Leathernecks as Toby Allred, the third baseman, comes up. And this is a dangerous position you do not want to have with two outs here. You want to get this series done and over with. If And get to the uh, bottom of the six with if it's still a five-run lead. Toby Allred with two RBIs so far this season. See if he can add to it here. Certainly an RBI situation. Pitch from Vail. Fouled. Well fouled to the right. For Allred. Vail, a big six foot three lefty. Seems to have plenty of life on his fastball. Runners kind of chucking out here. Vail throws. It's going to be a bloop to the right. That's going to land just foul. Looked like it spelled trouble there as it drifted towards the right field corner. Looped foul. Luckily for the Tigers, if that had gotten down, would have been sure been one, maybe two runs. Yeah, that, that definitely looked like it could have been a couple runs. Luckily, that it tipped the foul for the Tigers, and they remain up. Fail. Up 0-2 in the count now against Toby Allred. He's going to kick and fire. That is in the dirt. Good block by McDaniel to hold the runners. They weren't going on that one anyhow. But as we kind of move all to closer towards the uh, nighttime here, it's going to be very interesting to see how the kind of the weather and the cold kind of take effect into this game. Veil pitches. That's going to be fouled straight into the foot of Toby Allred. Looks like uh, part of his bat came off. <laughs> Looks like a little piece of it. Came out as he picks that up. I don't know if a piece of the batter is bat ring. Some piece of equipment came off Toby Allred there. So he fouled it into his foot. One and two the count now. Looks like a chip. As Vale delivers. It's going to be just a bit outside. Two and two the count. Tigers are painting the corners and just cannot get it at the ump to call it. Vale delivers. High for a ball. Three and two the count. Second straight full count for Andrew Vale, the sophomore. As he looks to get himself out of his bit of a sticky situation here in the top of the sixth. Two to two. Two two. Three two the count. Two outs. Six to one lead for the Tigers. And this is the last thing you want if you are the Tigers, or especially if a full count occurs. Slow for a ball. Scott Wilkerson. Squeezes the zone a little bit as he has been all doing all day for both teams. That's going to walk the bases full as Andrew Vale. Feeling the pressure maybe of the Leathernecks. That'll bring up Max Slavens, the freshman. No hits so far in the year. Maybe his first one could be a big one here for the Leathernecks. And that brings out the catcher up for the Tigers to give a good old Vale a mound visit.
Slavin steps in, the freshman second baseman, looking to be the unlikely hero to get the Leathernecks back in this game. He climbs in, 0 for 2 on the day. Lefty on lefty matchup with the physically imposing Vale. Vale delivers. It's a strike. Solid fastball popping in the mid of McDaniel right over the heart of the plate. 0-1 the count. Tigers just need to get out of this inning and, and to heck with the results of, of of it and who's coming up after it. Just get out of this inning. Vale delivers. It's low for a ball. And more activity in the bullpen. That's something you don't want to see if you are the Tigers. You're up by five. Hey, but you don't want to be burning arms here this early into the season. Vale. Pitch out of his... That's going to be popped. It's going to fall. Slavin has his first hit of his career. That's going to bring one home. Might bring two home. That'll bring two home. Runners at first and second. Max Slavin's with his first career hit. And it's a big one. A two RBI single here in the top of the sixth off of Andrew Vale. And all of a sudden, the Leathernecks are right back in this game. Six to three. And we got ourselves a ball game here. And now, oh, it's, I mean, Vale is definitely gave, gave the Tigers that, I mean, gave the Larynx some life here. One of those runs will go towards the uh, former pitcher for the Tigers. And, and Sears, I mean, not Sears, but Ash. Ash will get one in. We're going to have another pitching change here. Or, Possibly as we're going to have a mound visit. Vale struggling with no outs so far. He's got no outs, giving up two walks and a hit. All of a sudden, this is a three-run game. And it's a three-run game after getting two two outs right away. And it's resulted in a man on first and third and two runs already scored. And Vale will walk into the dugout after a hapless performance. Pitching change here for the Tigers with... Allred at third, Slavin's at first with his first career hit and a two RBI single getting his team back into this game. Down six to three, your Missouri Tigers in the top of the sixth, Western Illinois batting. And Lucas Vainbergs will step in for the Tigers. Lucas, Lucas Vainbergs with a 4.09 ERA. With five appearances and 11 innings pitched for the Tigers so far this year. Yeah, just not a good result for Vale. His ERA is going to be shooting up tonight. Vainberg's a senior out of Pickney, Michigan. Maybe bring in a little bit of senior mentality. A veteran, not going to get rattled by this. Jam, he finds himself in as he looks to get the Tigers out of this inning without any more damage done. So Leathernecks will have Luke Schwartz up, their center fielder, to try to tack onto this, tack into this deficit, make it 6-4 to four with Allred at third. Again, two outs in the top of the sixth. Tigers just need to get out of this inning. It's been a nightmare for them. And, I mean, right now the battle is between what you want to do today to win and what, and keep this one out of the way and what you want to do for, or to, I mean, for tomorrow's game and right back here against the Leathernecks. Mm -hmm. 
Schwartz will climb in. Righty on righty matchup. Connor Ash's final line after that run scored. Five and two-thirds and two earned runs. Seven strikeouts. Solid start for the junior righty. Yeah, I didn't want to see that second run get in. That's for sure for the ERA purposes, but good outing for him. Thangberg throws. It's going to be a little bit outside. The Tigers, after this series, will move on to Northern Illinois. March 10th through and 11th, they get a two-game series, then move on to face number 25, Alabama, 13th, 14th, and 15th. So a lot of games come up here for the Tigers. Wearing out your bullpen against a team like West Illinois is not a recipe for success for them. Vainberg's fired. It's going to be a swing and a miss from Luke Schwartz. Big swing on the off-speed junk. Got him. It's one and one. Two outs here in the top of the six as Vainberg's the senior looks to retire the side, get the Tigers to their half of the inning. Well, and it's not like like this game. I mean, it's not like like they're gonna have a chance to rest. And still have a get a chance. They'll get their, their bullpen and and these guys can go multiple days in a row if need be. But you don't want to do that at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. You don't want what you do in March to impact you in May. As Schwartz swings and misses at another piece of off speed from Vainbergs. What the heck is May? Hey, we're Mizzou. <laughs> Vainbergs kicks and throws on the one-two. It's low. McDaniel can't find it, but it's second and third. Even more pressure now. Luke Schwartz singles it most likely scores two. With the freshman Slavens there. He had that's his first stolen base of the year. Hadn't gotten on base before that, so Hey hey, take your chances while you have it. Vane breaks two and two the count. Delivers to Schwartz. Senior versus junior matchup. He kicks and throws. It's going to be it's a wild pitch. That's going to get a run in there as Allred runs wild in. Pitch. Wild pitch. McDaniel couldn't corral it. I don't know whose fault it was. Vanbergs or McDaniels. And the nightmare inning for the Tigers continues as three runs have now crossed. And it is now 6-4. to four. And that's another one on Vale. Well, technically, but a horrific pitch there by the Tigers. Bad pitch, bad catcher working now. It's six to four. Can't let runs in without any hits getting them in. Now Schwartz has a chance to make it six to five here in the top of the six. Check swing and a strike, strikeout. And Vainberg's after giving up one run is able to finally put this inning to rest. Three runs there for the Leathernecks. Good approach at the plate or just bad pitching for the Tigers? Terrible pitching for the Tigers there. Or they didn't even. I mean. And credit where credit is due, Western Illinois was able to hold off on those pitches, but it just was, was awful pitching by the Tigers, and that was across the board. And not so sure that that bullpen is as impenetrable as people think. Well, it wasn't the big hitters for the bullpen that really messed up. Vainbergs, of course, is one of the more experienced uh, bullpen guys for the Tigers. Vale also had a rough outing. Rough outing for the Tigers' bullpen so far is 6-4. to four. They're going to need to hope that Vainbergs can hold it down. Whoever they use can hold it down for the last couple of innings here as they try to get themselves a win against Western Illinois. They lead 6-4 to four as they go into the bottom of the six, and hopefully their offense can wake up after having a quiet performance against Brian Raymond after the second inning of where they scored six runs. Well, bad news for the Tigers. Raymond is still in the game, and he is not looking like he's going at away anytime soon with 51 pitches so he might 
ain't actually we might actually see him for another three innings. That is true. Brian Raymond, of course, having 51 pitches and has gone scoreless in three and two thirds work after Brian Sears struggled mightily through one and one thirds of work. Gave up six earned runs, one of them being three of those being a three run home run to senior Austin James. As the top of the lineup for the Tigers comes back up. Josh Hall Jr. Number 10, Clayton Peterson in the leadoff spot. Clayton Peterson, excuse me, will come in and pinch hit for Josh Hall Jr. Clayton Peterson did have a big, big triple, the junior out of Edmond, Oklahoma. Had a big RBI triple last night. And Tigers just trying to get some new bats in to see if they can crack the code. Clayton Peterson hitting 304 for the year. One of the better bats for the Tigers. Gonna let the first pitch go over for a strike. Clayton Peterson betting 304 for the year. He has two RBIs and nine total bases. Has scored five runs and has seven hits. He's more of a leadoff guy for the Tigers, as shown by his leadoff position pinch hitting. Let second pitch go over for a ball. It's gonna be one and one the count. Tigers just looking for or a good an inning here, just trying to extend that lead back out because two runs, as another ball occurs, two runs ain't a comfortable lead hanging to the final frames of the game. Especially when your bullpen has been shaky so far. Both, uh, both your bullpen pitchers have been bad so far. Here's a 2-1 to Peterson. Peterson lines that sharply to the shortstop. It's going to eat up the shortstop being Kevin Raisbeck, the senior, and that's going to be an E6, E6. I would believe. E6 on Kevin Raisbeck, and that will allow the speedy Clayton Peterson to reach. Not what you wanted to do there if you're the Leathernecks. They finally cracked the code. That is only, I mean, Raymond has only given up one hit, but no, I mean, he's... And a couple of guys get on base due to the airs, and that's just one of them. That is now the 22nd air in 11 games for the Leathernecks, one of their sore spots all year. First air of the game there on Kevin Raysbeck, the shortstop. Clayton Peterson now on first as Mark Verling, the junior out of St. Louis, second baseman, climbs in. He's 2 of 3 on the day. I'm sure he'd love to keep his success going there. And then he will. <laughs> or at least he would. Berlin awaits the pitch from Raymond. It's going to be a strike catching the bottom part of the zone there. For Peterson, he has two stolen bases on three attempts so far this year. Wouldn't be surprised to see him run as they try to generate some offense. Just kind of keeping them in play here. Mark Berlin climbs in and awaits the pitch from Brian Raymond. He's looking at first. As the time is called. He'll step off and make sure Clayton Peterson behaves himself over there at first with a big lead. Past the cutout of the grass in the midfield. He shortens it up a little bit. Takes another slide step. The big one right there. Throws back to first. Make sure Peterson stays there. Peterson tried to play mind games. A savvy junior. There, I mean, it worked last time on... On the a opener or for or Western Illinois, that was as uh, Jackson. 
at the beginning of the game. As a ball, but they're going to throw it the first, and that's not going to be in time. Trent Bauer throwing it from his knees there. Alba, Yadier, Molina. It'll be one and one the count now to Mark Verling. Just Tigers having their way today. And when they become to the mind games, and that's gone for both sides, really. And just whenever a batter's on first, the mind games have definitely been in present for both teams. Burling with a double and an RBI today. He goes up 2-1 to one in the count with Peterson on first. Double might score Peterson, depending where it's placed with how fast Peterson is. Well, Peterson's been pretty fast, and if he can get a good leadoff, as that's a swing and a miss, and runner's going to go, and it's going to be an easy seal for the Tigers. No contact there from Verling. Passed ball on Trenton Bauer. Unfortunate there for the Leathernecks to allow the speedy Peterson into scoring position with no outs. A couple productive outs to get him home now. Yep, and still a 2-2 count here. 2-2 two two the count. Should not have been a pass ball there. That was a strike. Here's Verley, hoping to get his second RBI of the season. Get him up to eight on the year. Verling chops it to third baseman. That's Allred. Allred throws a second. They've got Peterson in a pickle now. Allred running back to second. There's uh, no, no way way second. to cover. And that is going to be Peterson back to second. No one to cover. Slavens and Peter. It seemed like Slavens and Allred had him in a pickle. First baseman Dorothy could not get there to second in time. That's unfortunate there for the Leathernecks as it seemed like Brian Raymond forgot to cover second base as the pitcher there. Yeah, just not a good defensive of, of um, defensive efficiency right there for or the Leathernecks. They had them. Um, they probably just should have gone to first and got the easy out because I don't think even with Pearson's speed, he would have been able to get to third if they had th gone to thir first to third. Verling now two for three on the day, reaching on a fielder's choice slash error. And we're going to have a mound visit here. Fortunate for Raymond because neither of those seem to be really his fault, in all honesty. Obviously, we know that Peterson reached on an air. And I don't see anybody coming out of the uh, bullpen here for or Western Illinois. I probably don't need to have someone come out from Western Illinois. Well, Raymond seems to be in control of this game. Both of the base runners on were not his fault. Yeah. An air, an E6 on shortstop Raysbeck, and then a misplay from Allred and Slavens. Allred probably should have just gone to first with that. Gotten his out. Nevertheless, it is first and second with no outs here in the bottom of the sixth. Chad McDaniel, the catcher, three for three today. He's had a wonderful day. He's hoping to continue that. Also on deck, keep it, keep an eye out for this. Thomas is Broilus. Getting ready to go back up. McDaniel 3-for-3 three three with three singles. Single will bring Clayton Peterson home here, more than likely. And that almost looked like a balk there from Raymond, and, but he was able to get off the mound in time before stepping in to deliver a pitch. McDaniel awaits delivery from Raymond. It's going to be inside for a ball. 1-0 the count. That one looked like it was hanging straight for the dirt. And 
Waiting for the delivery. Raymond kicks and fires. Bunt from McDaniel. That's going to be inside. Bauer pops up out of his stance to make sure the Speedy Peterson doesn't get the third. Inside. Good take there from McDaniel to pull back the, pull back the barrel. Make sure he doesn't get a strike on him. Tigers just continuing to play the mind games with Raymond. And this is the first time Raymond's had to face these types of uh, trickery by the Tigers. Raymond hasn't had much pressure with only one allowed hit. The swing and a miss for Chad McDaniel. The catcher swings hard at a off-speed pitch away. Doesn't make contact with it. Tigers just kind of looking to keep the, the momentum going here. They want some insurance and into the seventh. McDaniel waits to the delivery. Raymond kicks and throws. It's going to be a bunt straight back to the pitcher. Nowhere second and 30 has to throw out McDaniels at first. Good productive out from the catcher, McDaniel. That's, gonna get, that's going to get a sacrifice bunt, one to three. And that'll get Verling and Peterson to second and third with just one out. Now Thomas Broyles, the DH, will step in, junior. Tigers now in the great field, in great position to score one here, if not two. And you only have one out, so you can kind of swing for defenses on this one. Thomas Broyles, the junior out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Number 40, Peter Zimmerman, pitch hitting for Broyles. Excuse me. Peter Zimmerman will come in as the pinch hitter. We have a quick switcheroo here or that I don't think Raymond expected. Zimmerman, the senior out of St. Louis, Missouri. Big-time hitter is Zimmerman. And Zimmerman. That's 319. Has 10 RBIs. That's good for first on the team with two homers. A 532 slugging percentage. And why not? Why not put him in in here? As looks like we're going to have a, a mound visit again. That's the second one this inning. That means they got to pull him. They may be taking him out. Want to go righty on righty with Zimmerman, the most dangerous hitter for the Tigers. So he comes in with second and third. And, and Raymond was doing a great job. I mean... And for 65 pitches and only one hit, it allowed. He did a fantastic job coming into the relief. I just question going to the bullpen this early. I think it's more for the righty-on-righty -righty matchup they want with Zimmerman. Raymond did do a great job. Four innings clean for him. One hit, zero runs, zero earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. Out of his 65 pitches, 40 of them were strikes. Lowers his ERA all the way down to 6-2-3 on the year. Great outing for Raymond. Keeping the Leathernecks in this game. With the offense coming to life last inning, they're now only two runs down. Now they will bring in a substitute Jack pitcher. Unfortunately, he's not going to get the credit if uh, the Tigers come back. I mean, if the Tigers don't, uh, or or I should say the Leathernecks come back and win this, he'll get the no decision. But he would, he definitely kept them in this game, and he deserves all the credit he get. Number 19, Jack Carberry, now in for the Leathernecks. He sports an 18.00 ERA on the year and four appearances, one start. He's gone five innings pitched, giving up 10 earned runs, four walks, and six strikeouts. Not the hottest of stats for Carberry. Nonetheless, they trust him here. Carberry is a junior out of Palos Heights, Illinois. 6'3", 255, big guy with a big fastball. 
We'll see what he can do here against Peter Zimmerman in the righty-on-righty -righty matchup. Zimmerman again batting 319, leading the Tigers in RBIs, tied for second in home runs behind Austin James. He does hit his third here. Tigers just kind of looking to punch in two here, get, get themselves up by a grand slam. And just, it's hopefully they get out of this inning and, and go on to who the a Sunday series are up to no in the count. Zerman will step in here against Carberry. Zimmerman, a senior, is going to be away for a ball. First pitch for Carberry, a ball. One of the count on Zimmerman as he looks to get Mizzou a few more insurance runs here. Peterson was halfway a home when uh, that got called. Anything on the ground, I would assume the speedy Peterson scores. It's going to be another strike. A strike from called by home plate umpire Scott Wilkerson. Catches the outside part of the zone there. One on one, the count on Zimmerman. Takes a relaxed stance on his back foot. Bat just above his shoulder, waggling slightly. It's That's going to be two. another strike. One and two, the count now on Zimmerman. And really just holding, trying to hold up, up this lead. Or just trying to keep this lead within two. And uh, Zimmerman taking his time right here. We see a sacrifice bunt here from the power hitter. We will not. It's going to be a pitch in the dirt. Peterson thought about coming home. Great block by Bauer there to keep it in front of him and keep all the runners at home where they belong. And if you are the Leathernecks, you got to hope also that a... Uh, Carberry, he keeps this going and is able to get more than just one inning out of this. Zimmerman over four yesterday against Lennox. He helps change that here. Swing, it's a sharp chopper foul down the third base line. Looks like Toby Allred is all over that. So keeps the count alive at two and two with one out here in the bottom of the six. Tires up six to four. Zimmerman climbs back in. Time called by the pitcher, Jack Carberry. Looking to get his team out of a little bit of a jam here and lower his ERA in the same process. Won't be much if it's just a third of an inning, but the lights Swing are coming on. Foul straight back here from Zerman as the lights do come on as we approach uh, nightfall here. It's 4.22 p.m. March 7th, 2020, Columbia, Missouri, Taylor Stadium. Still a beautiful day out, mid-50s, 63 degrees at game time temp. Tigers just kind of looking to make sure that they don't have to play a towards the sunset here. Although, the, a, to be fair, the a sun does not affect, affect any of the players in terms of the view light hey, from the stadium. It's a pitch outside 2-2. Two and two. The shadows start to kind of fall over the closer to the grandstand portion of the diamond, home plate portion of the diamond. Maybe master the hitter's eyes as the ball goes in and out of sunlight. Zimmerman waggles his bat and waits the pitch. It's 2-2. Two, two. 
It's a high fly ball. This should score Peterson from shallow center field. That ball is going to be fielded by a right fielder, thrown in, and Peterson's going to stay. Beautiful throw in from the right fielder there. Beautiful throw from Drew Galassi as he continues to prove his worth, having a great series so far is Drew Galassi. Beautiful throw there from center, from shallow right center to keep uh, Peterson home. Yeah, that was a great throw, and and really just the Tigers cannot catch a break here. For Zimmerman, that is an unfortunate pop-up there. You expect more from your power hitter. Speaking of power hitters, Brant Belk comes up, first baseman for the Tigers, batting the lefty, lefty on righty matchup. He's two for three today. We'll see if he can add to that and this at bat. Belk, two for three. With one RBI, two singles, one strikeout as well. Intentional walk. And they're going to intentionally walk him. Center fielder, number seven, Jackson Lancaster. They will intentionally walk Brant Belk, the dangerous hitter, batting over 400 on the year. And they're going to go after Jackson Lancaster, center fielder for the Tigers. Foul. Tigers is now in a position in the score big here, but also a position where it might backfire. Lancaster batting lefty. Center fielder batting 179 this year. It's going to be a strike from Carberry to start off. Jackson Lancaster, the junior out of Corinth, Mississippi. Over three today. Let's see if you can change that here. As Bauer trots out to Carberry for a little bit of a mound visit. Maybe talk strategy how they're going to attack. The center fielder. Carberry kicks and throws. It's high for a ball one and one the count on the shorts on the center fielder. Now the last thing you want to do is walk this guy home um, here, but so far doing a nice job commanding the plate eight. And most of these pitches have been strikes. It's gonna be another pitch high for a ball there from Carberry. The power Jumps out of his stance to look back at the runner at first, being Brant Belk. And these guys got to go on everything. So if you're able to trick Nick Brower with a, or um, a Lancaster with a uh, harmless grounder here, just like this one. Chopper to third that's going to drop. We'll see if Lancaster can beat it out. He cannot. A beautiful throw from Toby Allred. And Carberry gets Western Illinois out of a jam there. Comes on second and third with one out and is able to get them out of the inning. Now six to four as the sixth inning completes and we go into the seventh. Should the Tigers be worried here? Yeah, I would. I definitely would because right now you're getting shut out down by every Western Illinois pitcher in the book. Lucas Vandenberg's up here. Throw it through a wild pitch that allowed Western Illinois to pull within two last inning. And this is not the best situation, but you gotta keep your bullpen and fresh enough to pull out this game. I think they trust the senior here to get it done the last few innings. Mm -hmm. Number 10, Clayton Peterson will remain in the game in left field in the leadoff spot. Peterson remains and in the Zimmerman game. Zimmerman will remain in the game as the DH in the cleanup spot. Zierman remains in left field in place of Josh Holt Jr., the sophomore. Cue up for the Leathernecks, Kevin Raisbeck, Drew Galassi, and Trenton Bauer. 
So the top of the lineup here, there it's a whole new ball game, and the Tigers want to make sure they get nine. They do not want to face these guys one more time. Raised back over six in the series. The senior will sure be looking to correct that to try to get a rally started for the Leathernecks as they go in pursuit of their first win against a solid Missouri team. And right now the Tigers are taking their time out here. Got to make sure they get everything set up up for the seventh inning. They do not want to give Western Illinois an inkling of hope. Raceback climbs in. Looking to get a rally started here for the Leathernecks. Here's the pitch from Vainsburgs. It's going to be a foul straight back on one to count. Vainsburgs kicks and fires. It's fouled, popped well out of play to the left. It's going to go Luke, towards the fan. Luke Mann and Peterson give chase. Well out of play there. Vainbird takes his time on the bump. Senior comes set. Takes a sign from Chad McDaniel behind the plate. Kicks and fires. It's going to be outside for a ball. One and two the count now to Kevin Raisbeck, senior shortstop. Vainberg kicks and fires. It's going to be grounded sharply in the right field. Single for Raisbeck as he breaks his hitting slump. Now one for seven in the series. And this is the last thing you want to see if you're a Tiger fan. And they, Western Illinois has life, and they are continuing to shut down the Tiger offense. It's here, or towards the latter half of the game. Well, they're next. Have something brewing here with Raisbeck on first. He is the most prolific base stealer for the Leathernecks. He has three steals and four attempts so far this year. Wouldn't be surprised to see him run on Chad McDaniels early on in this count. No, I wouldn't be surprised either as the delivery is an inside ball. Drew Glassie comes on. I'm sure he'd love to recreate his two-run home run he had last night. I mean, it would be a perfect time to do so. Vainbergs kicks and delivers. It's a swing and a miss by Drew Glassie. He looked like he was trying to recreate what he did last night. Big swing, big miss on off-speed jump from Vainbergs. Tigers just looking to turn this into a harmless it's six x six five three. I mean six four three here. They're just in the I mean just to get two outs here and try to retire this as Western Illinois team as quick as they can. And because we still have uh, five more, I mean each team still got two more chances to bat, and Western Illinois's got three. That is fouled well fouled by Drew Glassy one and two the count. Glassy. Stolen. Running there from Raisbeck. Bad throw by McDaniel allows Raisbeck to steal. Strikeout for Glassy, though. He heads harmlessly to the dugout. 
Senior from Peoria, Illinois. Strikeout there feels a little tainted from the by the steal with Raysbeck. He now is four and five. Trenton Bauer steps here in RBI opportunity, batting 303 on the year. He's also struggled in this series. See if he can change that here. And really, this series has definitely brought down the batting averages for the heart of the it Western Illinois lineup. It, it's really been the backside that have been getting the hits. We'll see. It's we'll see if Bauer can get his fifth RBI of the season with a well-placed hit here. First pitch is a ball from Vainbergs, Lucas Vainbergs, the senior. As he goes up against Trenton Bauer, the senior. Righty on lefty matchup here. Tigers have a little more activity in the bullpen here. It's a strike catching the outside portion of the plate. Bauer watched it go by. Good pitch there from Vainbergs. Nothing Bauer could do with that. Yeah, not really much you can do. With a one on one count on here and the top of the seventh with if a six four game on our hands and a runner on second. Trim Bauer kicks and fires. It's gonna be fouled straight back from Bauer. I'll take the count to one and two. Vanberg's in control early on here. Yep. He's more than in control here now. Oh with a one and two count. Well, still got the runner on second, but it doesn't look like he's paying much attention to that. Trusting his junior backstop in McDaniel. It's going to be a chopper to shortstop Austin James. See if he can handle this. He's struggled with errors this year. Perfect throw to Brant Belk. Avoids taking his seventh error of the year, and that'll put two down here. And you got a runner on third here, which would be seriously detrimental to any hope of the Tigers getting some insurance. And it's with... Heading into the eighth, but the Tigers still have a two-run lead, and and the Leonards are down to their final out here in the seventh. Alex Dorothy steps in, the junior first baseman, chops it foul off of his own foot. First pitch, Owen won the count. Dorothy 0 for three so far today with a 2.31 average on the season in an RBI situation. See if he can get his fourth RBI of the season. Excuse me, his eighth RBI of the season misread there. Yeah, he's been doing good in terms of, of it. Um, he had a K in the second of ground out the third. Swing and a miss there. That's 0-2 the count. Vainbergs looks in control here. Fly out to 0-9 in the sixth inning. And so it hasn't been a good day so far or for Dorothy. Dorothy digs in looking to fight out of an 0-2 count. Get his Leatherneck's ever closer to that lead. Vainberg delivers and a swing and a miss. Big pitch from Vainsburg. Big pitching from the senior there as he maneuvers his way through the top of the seventh. Missouri stays in control. Six to four. What did you see there from Vainsburg's? Uh, it seems like Tigers had a little bit of life in it when it came to pitching there, which is, is definitely a uh, positive sign from what the sixth inning was. But a two-run lead still not the most comfortable thing, and the Tigers need to take advantage of the bats here in the seventh. We'll see what they can do with Luke Mann, the true freshman, Austin James, the senior, and Blake Jackson, another true freshman up here. Third base, shortstop, and right field coming up here as the fans 
partake in a seventh inning stretch. Good old take me out to the ball game. Yep, Tigers are definitely taking advantage of of a little bit of an easier rest here. Luke Mann, the true freshman, will go up against Jack Carberry, who stays in the game after weaving his way out of trouble. He's pitched two-thirds of an inning with no hits allowed. Came on with runners on second and third with one just one out last inning and was able to get his Leathernecks out of a jam, keeping them close in this game. Six to four, Missouri leads. And we'll see what the bats can do here. And with, if, and we have a bunch of jumping in guys in the dugout of Missouri. Not sure what this is, <laughs> exactly. We got all the seventh inning bounce from the Missouri Tigers. New tradition, maybe. Get the blood flowing back here. Up to bat here for the Missouri Tigers will be man over one today. Right? Didn't really have a. He's walked twice though, so kind of a net overall decent days a for him. Just hasn't had a lot of opportunities to uh, put the ball in play. Man steps in here. Floated from Carberry. It's going to be a strike. Man watches it go by. 0-1 the count. Luke Man betting 143. Delivery from Carberry. Watches that one go by for a ball. 1-1 now. This man looks to get something started for the Tigers here in the bottom of the seventh. They look to add a little bit more insurance runs. That's a sharply hit single in the right field. Nice piece of hitting from Luke Mann. Taking that one to right field. Turning on it. Hits it right at Drew Glassy. Hits it so sharply had nothing to do about it. That'll bring up Austin James here. Who has had two homers in just as many nights. And has done pretty much nothing on the plate apart from that. So we'll see what he can do here. James, James needs to have a good hit, hit here. Just get... It, um, the runner, the second or third, if he can, while also keeping the Tigers is without an out. Sir Austin James will turn on one for the second time, for the third time this series, and take one to left field. Seems to be enjoying that part of the ballpark so far this series. Both of his home runs in the series coming to that portion of the field. Carberry checking the runner and pitches. James fouls that straight back. Good swing on it. Just got underneath of it. He's going to take the count to 0-1. As Trenton Bauer jogs at the Carberry. Maybe changing up signs here. Yeah, I'd, I'd assume that uh, Missouri's starting to kind of recognize his style and adjusting accordingly. It seems like we have activity on both dugouts. Not as the uh, Western Illinois looks like it. They're again someone ready to go. And uh, Missouri definitely getting someone ready to go as well. Carberry deals. It's going to be a pitch in the dirt. Good block by Bauer to keep Manit safely at first. Bauer's been very impressed behind the plate handling the Western Illinois pitchers, apart from his one pass ball. Carberry just another 
Western Illinois pitchers entered this game with an astronomical ERA. We've seen a couple like Folks and Raymond be able to remedy that. Jamin, James will foul it straight back into the parking lot. That's going to take the count to one and two on the senior shortstop. The only senior in the starting lineup for the Tigers. Tigers looking to get something more out of this. Pitch from Carberry. James swings, pops that up to right field. It's Galassi underneath of it. Slavin's running it down. Slavin's going to retreat and make the catch. Freshman Slavin's retreating, making the catch, having himself a nice day after big two RBI single for his first hit of his career. And that was not a uh, bad and, and hit necessarily. Good piece of hitting from Slavin's. Any hitting is a good piece of hitting when you have, whenever you're scoring runs. Fortunately, the runner was unable to move for the Tigers, and it's one out here in the bottom of the seventh. Blake Jackson, another true freshman, will step up. He's one for three on the day. Pitch goes right back to first base. Carberry looks to get through the seventh clean. Keep his Leathernecks in the game. Carberry delivers. Ro runner going is man. He's should have been out by a mile. Mishandled by shortstop Raysbeck. That's going to let man get to third on a wild Storm throw. Base, advance to third on E2. And that's going to go down as an E2. They'll call that an E2 on Bauer. I don't know. I think Raysbeck should have handled that. Would have been an E6 in my scorebook, but I'm not the one keeping it. Now allow man to get to third. Crucial, crucial air there by the Leathernecks. That's been the theme for them as they now have 23 airs on the year, their second of the game. As Blake Jackson all of a sudden has an RB opportunity. Pitch from Carberry. It's going to be a called strike. One and two the count on the freshman. No, one and one. One and one the count, excuse me. But this is a good field position for the Tigers. We'll, be, well, let's see what, if they're going to be able to do anything with it. Jackson awaits the pitch. Carberry comes home with it. It's going to be a swing and fouled straight back. One, two, the count. Good swing from Jackson there. Just seems a little bit behind it. Puts it right back behind. Tigers just looking for something, anything in this, this series. They want to head into tomorrow oh, with a 2-0. Oh, and... Try to go for the sweep this weekend. Carberry the delivery just off the plate there. Two and two to Jackson now. With Clayton Peterson warming up in the on-deck circle. The dangerous junior outfielder. Blake Jackson awaits the 2-2. Two -two. Comes from Carberry. That's going to be a pitch in the dirt. Good block by Bauer to keep Luke Mann at third. And a great, a uh, kind of great recognition by Jackson to let a uh, man know not to come. And for Luke Mann, his earlier stolen base, his first of the year and his first attempt. Good start for the freshman. Blake Jackson awaits the full count pitch now with one out. Here's a 3-2. That's going to be a swing and a miss. Blake Jackson swings right through a high fastball. And that's two outs here for Carberry. Now the pressure is on for Clayton Peterson, the junior. 
He comes up with a RBI situation. Tiger's just trying to get something out of it. It might not be able to if they can't get this. The pitch low. Bauer blocks it. And Cranberry's starting to look like he's getting a little wild with his pitches here. Trying to see if he can bait Ada Pearson here or into a poor or hit. Swing and a miss right there from Peterson. Almost stepped on the ball there. Scary moment. One and one the count now. So far, Peterson today 0 for 1 and on a and also had an E6 back in the sixth inning. E6 on Raysbeck allowed him to reach there. Carberry was forced to come on and get this team out of trouble. Now he needs to get out of his own trouble there. Peterson watches strike two go by. One and two the count now with two outs. So Carberry looks to keep his team in the game here as Peterson looks to make it seven to four in favor of the Tigers. Here's the one two. Just a bit outside there from Carberry. It's two and two now. Good recognition by Carberry and not to go for that one. Keeps himself alive in the count at 2-2. Clayton Peterson has a 4.29 average with runners in scoring position. We'll see what he can do here with 2-2. Pitch from Carberry. Swing and a liner right at shortstop Raysbeck. He handles it this time. Sharply hit by Peterson. Unfortunate not to find grass with that one. And that'll keep it at a 6-4 ball game. Looks like a single for sure off the bat. That was an amazing catch by Raysbeck. Just... It's an unbelievable catch to keep this game within two because that would have definitely been three if if that one went through. Raysbeck with a great catch on a sharply hit ball from Clayton Peterson. Good approach to the plate by the Tigers in that inning. What do you see from them? Yeah, it was a good inning for the Tigers. They just couldn't get anything out of it. But the Leathernecks just continuing to dominate the Tigers at the at the. Uh, in the pitching versus batter aspect of it, as now we have uh, the up to bat are the Leathernecks again for their second and to final time, their second time. And that'll be Vander against Tennant and Allred up for the Leathernecks. Vander against one for two, Hanat one for two, and Allred over one. Second to last, I should say. My My apologies. And Vandenbergs will stay in the game after going one and one third, giving up one hit. No one runs, although they did have one wild pitch that allowed a run to score. Vandenbergs looks to improve on his already good 3.65 ERA so far this season. He will go up against the true freshman Vandergenst. The 364 average lefty on righty matchup. As Vandergans climbs in here. Chase here. They're looking to get it, the Tigers off to, I mean, not the Tigers, but the Leathernecks off to a good start here. Pitch from Vainbricks. It's going to be low for a ball. 
Banner against a star in high school. It's a pitch from Vainbergs. It's going to be a sharply hit ball right to second baseman Verlings. He's going to throw to Belk, and that's going to be a easy out there, 4-3. to three. Nice play from Verlings not to mishandle that one. Yeah, that one could have easily gotten away from him. Luckily, he was able to hold on to it, and it's down to two, five outs to go for the Tigers. Just a game of out math at this point. Here's Hanat, who is one for two today. It's going to be low for a ball. Hanat, in his previous appearances, has a single, a walk, and an F7. Fly out to Holt. Here's maybe another F7. That one's deep, deep, deep. That one's off the wall. Peterson misplays it. It's going to be two at least for Hanat. That's going to be two. Peterson hits his cutoff man, Austin James. That one looked like they got into the sun. And unfortunately, Peterson could have no control over it. Peterson had no chance on that one. A sharply hit liner hitting right up against the shelter insurance sign right there in left center field. That one had all 366 on it. Unfortunately, he couldn't get more lift on it. It might have been gone for, for Hanant. Sharply hit ball there off of Vainsburg. Peterson, of course, slipping, trying to play it. Yeah, Tigers now have a, have to worry about a man on second. Here is the pitch. That's a strike. Strike from Vainsburgs. It's important for him. 0-1 as he goes up against Toby Allred, who has had two a pair of walks today. Just the tig Tigers just need to keep it go. I mean, just need to keep keep themselves in check. He's got the one out. Just focus on the batter. Vainberg delivers another strike. All right, over three, over one today. Two walks and a pop out to the catcher. Now, oh and two the count here. As Vainberg's the gritty senior looks to get his way out of this jam. Here's the pitch. It's going to be a wild pitch here. McDaniel, pitch. McDaniel unable to corral it, and that's going to put Tenant at third base. And just all of a sudden, and it's not looking good right now for the Tigers. It's up 6-4 still with five outs to go to get out of here. However, they do have a runner on third with Toby Allred here. Which makes it the most dangerous part. Mm -hmm. Allred already has two RBIs. Let's see if you can add on to that. It's going to be a swing and what looks like a hit to Clayton, in the left field. Clayton Peterson feels it, throws. Doesn't even attempt to throw home. Hits his cutoff man in James. And that's going to be an RBI single for Toby Allred. And all of a sudden, the Tigers are only up by a one here with Vainberg's kind of feeling the heat as Western Illinois searches for their first win of the season. That was a cookie. That was a sweet, delicious cookie right there or down the plate. And no chance really for anybody to get that ball and just let it, and they pop it right into the middle of third and in the left fielder. And it's now a one-run game with a man on first. Good piece of hitting for Allred. He gets his third RBI of the season. There is Max Slavens who had his first hit of his career. Last at bat, he has two strikeouts and a two RBI single. His first hits and his first two RBIs. And what you need as the Tigers is a 6-4-3 double play here. It's going to be a ball away after a strike to start off the at-bat. One and one to count. 
to Max Slavens, the freshman. Mayenberg's come set. Checks his runner at first. That's all run. And throws. It's going to be popped up well out of play to the left. Almost straight back. That's going to take the count to one and two. And now it's just a battle between the... Uh, it's now just a battle between pitcher and batter, really. Hey, don't focus on first base, as we said all game. That's been the mind... And the mind games have already been played, and they're getting ever more increasing. Just block it out and focus on the batter. It's going to be a called strike three. Slavin strikes out for the third time today. And the freshman walks back to the dugout. It is now two outs. Vanberg's with a much-needed strikeout as he goes up to face Luke Schwartz. Get the Tigers. Now do you waste another or a pitcher here or to end out this game if you're up by one? You would think they would turn things over to Trey Dillard, their closer. You would think, but do you want up for tomorrow? That is a ball low to start off at bat for Vainbergs. Schwartz burning a 108 batting average. It's a ball, another ball low. McDaniel pops up. It's a third to second, and he is out. out. Good throw by McDaniel to corral a little bit of a wild pitch. 2-6 put out there, and they catch Allred running. And that is what a way to get out of the inning for the Tigers now as they glide into the bottom of the eighth with only three outs left to get out of this game. If you are the head coach of the Tigers, what do you do next inning with your pitchers? If you're the Tigers, you got to consider the fact that this is the game. You have to win this game. You don't want the – the Leathernecks have already burned through an excessive amount of pitchers. I'd say a throw out your closer, make him finish out this game because as you head into tomorrow oh, where the Leathernecks have already gone through – they've gone through oh, – Freud, they've gone through Brett, they've gone through Connor, Raymond, and they've gone through Chandler. Oh, folks, yes, yesterday. They've gone through five of their five pitchers already in the first two games. I think that closer being Trey Dillard with a 1.69 ERA, two wins, two saves, five and a third inning pitch, six strikeouts, three walks, and only one earned run giving up. I think that it's going to be who we see try to close out this game for the Tigers. Unless they put up a crooked ending here in the bottom of the eighth. And we will see what they can do with Verling, McDaniel, and Zimmerman stepping up. Junior, junior, senior. You have your top of the lineup uh, pretty much. Uh, and you even get a bit of the meat with it. So this is a great position for the Tigers to try and knock down Cranberry, who's still in after an inning and, I mean, pretty much an inning and two-thirds pitched. Cranberry, yes, with a... Uh... Solid outing for himself, got his team out of a jam and has done pretty well. Really for the Leathernecks, their relief pitching all series has been fantastic. Folks, Raymond and Carberry have not been have not given up any runs. It's been their starters that's been the problem. Starters have given up all 13 runs that the Leathernecks have given up in this series. And now Mark Veerling will step in, the junior out of St. Louis, second baseman. He's two for four today with a RBI single and a double. It's also popped out to the second baseman and has reached on a fielder's choice 
that, of course, we saw Peterson caught in a pickle and did not get out off of a defensive air from the Leathernecks. Keep an eye on the Tigers' bullpen as well as the Western Illinois bullpen. It looks like they got one guy ready to go here just in case Carberry can't get anything done. Merlin takes the first pitch for a ball. Carberry delivers. It's going to be a called strike catching the outside of the plate. Tigers just need to get something going here or to put some insurance runs on the board. It's a high fly ball by Verley. Not nearly enough to get out, though. That's going to be Schwartz getting underneath of it. He'll catch it pretty easily. Put out to eight. And Verling goes to two and five on the day. Two of five of the day. Chad McDaniel now steps in the box. He's three of three on the day. Three singles and a sacrifice ground out. And if you're the Leathernecks here, you're thinking, and we have a chance to win this game now. Uh, what do you do? Well, do you go to your closer here or now and try to get him, try to keep this game secure? Carberry's been mowing through this lineup. I think they're going to trust him until he gets into trouble. If I was the Western Illinois coach, I would too. Want to know the count now as Carberry, Carberry delivers for a ball first. McDaniel, lefty on righty matchup. You know that switch. It's going to be a chopper. Fouled on the first baseline. McDaniel, the rare switch hitting catcher. Junior now has a 310 average on the season. Seven RBIs, 13 hits, and 42 at bats, three walks. Only two strikers on the season. That's kind of his MO, is not striking out as he has three singles. Here's the 1 1. Takes that one for a strike, catches the outside of the plate. Home plate umpire Scott Wilkerson calls a strike on that. 1-2 the count now to the junior McDaniel. Carberry kicks and delivers. It's going to be a sharply hit foul ball down the left field baseline. And Carberry's making sure these guys get contact, but not enough contact to where they can get it out of the ballpark here as the cooler temperatures are, may have a starting, or at least are starting to have an effect on this game. Daniel takes a batting stance. Swing and a chopper to the right side. Good job of McDaniel staying alive here. He's now seeing five pitches in this at bat. Crowd starting to follow out a little bit here. Not as many people on the seats as originally started. So that's a ball high. High pitch from Carberry. 2-2 two, two the count now to the catcher, McDaniel. So he climbs back in after taking a step and a breath out. Here's 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be a ball high. Full count here. Great at bat here by McDaniel. He's seen seven pitches, about to be eight. We'll see what he can make out of it. 3-2 with one out here in the bottom of the eighth as the Tigers look to add some insurance runs for whoever they put out in the ninth. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul ball out of play to the left as McDaniel continues his excellent at bat. Yeah, great at bat for him, him so far. 
Gale steps back in. Bat just hardly off his shoulder. Here's the pitch. That's going to be high for a ball. Wonderful at bat by McDaniel. Nine pitches, full count, ends in a walk. And the Tigers have a runner on here with one out in the bottom of the eighth. McDaniel reaches, and he stays three for three on the day. Zimmerman now up. Zimmerman so far today, 0 for 1, fly out into 9, fly 9, and in the sixth inning. Flew out to the right fielder, Drew Galassian, shallow right center field. Unable, Peterson unable to come home on that. Dropped ball by Trenton Bauer, no harm done. McDaniel not the most fleet of foot there at first base. Doesn't even think about running. That will be ball one, 1-0 one to Peter Zimmerman, the most dangerous batter in this Mizzou lineup. Yeah, and looks like there was a pick opportunity. Not going to have anything come out of that. And we remain at 1-0. At Zimmerman awaits the pitch. Waggles back just above his shoulder. It's going to be a swing and a sharply hit foul ball off to the right. It's well foul, well out of play. That'll up in the parking lot there. Yep, just be careful of the foul balls here. Over towards Hearn Center. Off to our right. Throw field sets a picturesque setting in the back right center field. It's another pick. Carberry turns. Checks McDaniel at first. It's big 6-3 frame able to get back in time. 0-2 the count to Zimmerman. And here's the pitch. It's going to be swing and sharply hit, but foul to the right again. Popped up foul. And we'll also end up in the parking lot. Tiger's just trying to get hit something out of this. And Zimmer, I mean Zimmerman just keeps fouling off everything. So we're going to wait to DO2. Here it comes. It's going to be a ball in the dirt out and away. Good block by Bauer to make sure McDaniel can't go anywhere. Zimmerman with a good at bat here. Waggles his bat. Waits for the pitch from Carberry. Uh, it's a swing, swing and, a and a miss. He gone. Swing and a miss there from Zimmerman as he continues his struggles in the series. Now 0 for 2 on the day. The senior walks back to the dugout. That two down now in the bottom of the eighth here for the Tigers. As Brant Belk, the first baseman, will come in and bats righty versus lefty on Carberry. With the catcher McDaniel at first. Not the best situation right now for Carberry. Belk batting 467. Two for three on the day with an RBI. Let's see if you can add to that here. It's going to be a ball. Pitch one ball. Belk with nine RBIs and nine walks, as well as two home runs. And four stolen bases. A wonderful season for the first baseman so far. Cardberry steps off the mound, throws back to McDaniel. McDaniel back easily. I don't know. For my money, it seems like Cardberry is a little bit too worried about a big 6'3", 215 catcher over there. Yeah, I mean, why would you? It's not like he's going to steal second or anything. Carberry is 0 for 2. Not Carberry. McDaniel is 0 for 2 on his steal attempts so far this year. Yeah, but Carberry just been extremely laser-eyed focused on first base for some reason. 
And it's kind of mind-boggling as it's now 2-0 in the count. The sharply hit ball for Belk right to Slavers. Slavin almost drops it, bobbles it, but able to recover and throw it. Easy put out 4-3 to three to Doherty. And now we head to the ninth with a one-run lead here for the Tigers. They'll try to put this one away and go to 2-0 on the series and 8-5 overall. Now with McDaniel left on first, that is now 11 runners left stranded for the Tigers compared to six for Western Illinois. Western Illinois has five runs off seven hits. Mizzou has six off of ten. Western Illinois also has two errors. Just Mizzou has not been able to capitalize on any of the mistakes that and Western Illinois has made, and excluding the, uh, the sixth inning here, I mean the second inning. And in for the Tigers is their dominant closer, Trey Dillard. Dillard owns a 1.69 ERA, two saves, and five appearances. Uh, 5.1 innings pitched for the closer. Well, 1.9 means he's going to give up two runs here, and that's the last thing the Tigers want. But we'll see if he's able to get the save here. So far this season, he's done pretty well for himself. Again, two saves and 5.1 innings pitched. And he's only given up a total of one earned run. Trey Dillard, the junior out of Phoenix, Arizona. And you can tell... Oh, based off his speed, he's going to mean business here. He was drafted in the 2018 draft in the 16th round by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Chose to stay with Mizzou. Increase his draft stock. He'll definitely have a good chunk of draft stock uh, coming out of college here. And you can tell oh, this kid has a bullet for an arm. Dillard, the powerful righty, standing six foot one ninety-five. He will face Schwartz, Raysbeck, and Galassi, number nine, number one, number two in the batting order for the Leatherbacks, Leathernecks, as he attempts to put this game to bed for the Tigers, and they look to improve to eight and five on the season. As the Leathernecks look for their first win of the season and to stave off an 0-11 start, which will be their worst start since two thousand and seven. Yeah, it's not really that. that good. It wouldn't be definitely good to start off 0 and 11. And but they have an opportunity here to get the victory. And it, it would be unfortunate here if if really in Dillard or were to pick up the L here because th this was not his. This wouldn't be his fault necessarily. Dillard stands in. Three-quarters black arm sleeves and fires. A bullet of a fastball hitting McDaniel's gloves far and away from Schwartz. It's going to be a strike. 0-1 oh, the count. Well, and and the thing is for or, or Western Illinois, they have a bunch of juniors and seniors. So this actually matches up pretty well. Well, considering the fact that these guys probably know or at least have got a sense of pitches like this. Second pitch is out and away for a ball. One and one the count now. Dillard kicks and throws. It's going to be fouled straight back. Chopper straight back from Schwartz. One and two the count now. 
Dud looks to cruise through his top of the ninth and give Mizzou their eighth win on the season. Diller takes a sign from McDaniel, the junior. Comes set. Kicks and delivers. It's going to be fouled straight back again by Schwartz. Able to stay on top of this lightning quick fastball that Diller possesses. Game now entering its third hour here at Taylor Stadium. 6-5, um, Tigers lead. He's hanging to the top of the ninth. No outs. Diller takes a sign and fires. Going to be a chopper right back to Dillard himself. He'll flip it over to Belk for the first out, and that is one down here for the Leathernecks in the top of the ninth as they still trail six to five. Dillard, the Los Angeles Dodgers draft prospect and the junior, takes back to the mound as he'll face Raisbeck. Kevin Raisbeck, senior shortstop. He's one for four today, one for seven on the series. It's two RBIs and 11 strikeouts so far this season, along with two doubles and four stolen bases. Here's Dillard. Kicks and delivers. It's going to be a ball low. One another count. Yeah, he's really pitching at such a high speed here. It's really hard to just it's kind of get a gauge here of how fast he's going to go. Pitch low. Two another count. So it takes a sign from McDaniel. Junior to junior connection there. Catcher and pitcher. So it kicks and throws. That's going to be a chopper to Belk, but well foul. Two and one the count now to Kevin Raisbeck. As he looks to get something started here for the Leathernecks. Tigers looking to close out up tonight with a win and then head into tomorrow. Well, that game will be at 1 o'clock. Pitch. It's going to be a chopper to Belk. Dillard comes over to field and he will get Raisbeck out comfortably after Belk bobbled it. And that'll put two down here for the Leathernecks as Drew Galassi will come up against the hard throwing righty Dillard, looking to be the hero for the Leathernecks here. Glossy steps in, lefty on righty matchup. The senior batting left, over three today so far. Two strikeouts. It's going to be a ball there. Fastball just off the plate. Glassy two for three, two strikeouts and one walk. Or over three, two strikeouts, one walk, excuse me. Really good position right now to close out this game and head home with a victory. Ball low from Dillard, 2-0. Not the best pitch in the world, but it's still 2-0. Can definitely battle back here. The kicks and throws. It's going to be a strike. Up and in on Galassi. Nothing he could do there. It's 2-1 now from Dillard. And now he has them where he wants them. Though it stands the mound, a long shadow cut out onto the back end of the diamond here. The shadows are in full effect at Taylor Stadium. 
It's going to be a chopper to second baseman. Verling can't get there. Glassy puts some life into the next lineup as he singles into right field. And for Dillard, that is just the sixth hit, sixth hit he has surrendered all year. And it comes to Drew Glassy, a 190 hitter. Impressive performance there from Glassy. He's been impressive all series. So now you have a man on, and this could be a game. I mean, this, you have the tying run at first and the winning run at the plate here. Trenton Bauer batting third. 294 average, 4 RBIs so far this year. We'll see what he can do. He is over 4 today. He has struggled mightily. He's got a strikeout looking. He grounded into a out to Brandon Belk, as well as grounded into an out to Austin James. First pitch swing, and that's going to be popped up to Peterson in the left field. That's going. Peterson makes a great catch at the wall. What a catch up against the Rollins side by the bullpen, and that'll end the game. That ball looked like it had some carry to it. That looked dangerous. Thank you so much for listening to Tigers Baseball. You can catch you can catch the next game on KCOU at 1 p.m. as Western Illinois and the Tigers will face off on Sunday, March 8th. Your final score here, 6-5. to five. Winning pitcher, Connor Ash. Losing pitcher will be losing pitcher to Western Illinois was who was losing pitcher? Aging, ages ago. Ages ago. Uh, losing pitcher was Brian Sears. Thanks so much for listening to Baseball on KCOU and have a good night.